What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 185. And it's one of our revisited episodes where we take another look at a game that we covered in the baby days of Remember the Game when we had even less of an idea of what we're doing than we do now. Uh, And this time around, we're going to take another peek at the games, plural, that we covered way back on episode 13, which is Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue, and a little bit of Pokemon Yellow, but mostly Pokemon Red and Blue. Now, I'm going to throw a quick disclaimer in here right now. If you're new to Remember the Game, maybe you don't know what you're getting into here. First of all, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, This is not going to be the most technical, detailed, strategic, in-depth Pokemon podcast you've ever heard. There are probably more podcasts doing a deep dive into the intricacies of Generation 1 of Pokemon than there are actual Pokemon in Generation 1. This is not any of those shows. This podcast is just a stupid Canadian comedian and his friend talking about a pair of video games that we played back before we had heartburn every fucking morning. Uh, I'm not the world's biggest RPG fan myself, but I gotta say, I adore these two video games. Maybe a step below Super Mario Brothers for me as far as nostalgia goes, uh, but not much further than that. Like, these are incredibly, incredibly nostalgic titles for me and for anyone that grew up during the fucking kaboom that was Pokemon in the late 90s. And uh, I figured with Pokemon Legends Arceus, which I am finally playing right now, by the way, taking over the world, I just figured it was as good a time as any to go on the internet and defend Bulbasaur as the definitive starter. And don't, listen, some of you probably just turned the podcast off right now, but if you haven't turned it off yet, I'll explain my thought process, all right? My buddy Andre is my guest. He grew up playing the piss out of these games too. And I gotta say, This episode was as much fun as I've had recording an episode of Remember the Game in a long time. I really, really love these two games. And we're going to get there in just a minute because speaking of long time, it is time for yet another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. If you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long, but they're not boring. Imagine our intro is like a really long road trip with your parents back when you were a kid, but we're your copy of Pokemon Blue, we're your Game Boy, and we're the extra set of, ba- extra set of batteries you snuck in the car. So we're going to make the road trip fun, I promise. Uh, we have merchandise, hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, posters. It's all rocking badass art drawn by my man Joe. You can check out all of Joe's art over at 4545creative.com. I'm very grateful to be... T- uh, partnered with such a talented motherfucker and you can find all of our merchandise at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you're interested it is a great way to support the show we would appreciate it and of course if you don't like clothes or even if you do like clothes but you're just like i don't really want everyone to know that i listen to the city it's podcast which i think is fair uh if you don't want to support us over there you could always consider chipping a little bit of change out of the fucking ashtray of your car and throwing it to us on patreon it's only two bucks a month and you're gonna get two additional podcasts every freaking week in exchange for it you get exclusive access to my gaming news podcast game patch every friday where i look at all the biggest news in modern gaming and i add in my opinions and some profanity and stuff like that and you're also going to get access to expansion pass every thursday which is a different show every week we do game rankings we look back at characters consoles we do just gaming discussion there's comedy episodes game reviews 
this past week on Expansion Pass. Uh, we looked at the game release schedule for 2022 and talked about the games we're most excited to get our hands on over the next 10 and a half months. And as is becoming tradition during the intro, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass, our most anticipated games of 2022. <laughs> I played Horizon Zero Dawn uh, a while ago, and I'm just foaming at the fucking mouth to get my hands on Horizon Forbidden West now. Aloy is an awesome character. If you guys have not played it, uh, it's available on PS4 and PS5, and you can get Horizon Zero Dawn for, I don't know, 10 or 15 bucks now. And it is an open-world third-person adventure game, as is classic Sony PlayStation exclusives. Uh, but it's really fucking cool. You control Aloy, and she's like a, a badass, I, I guess, like, like, Neanderthal is not the word, but they're kind of like cave cave dwellers, I guess, like cave people, cavemen. I don't know, fucking whatever. Uh, but like, you're not fighting like dinosaurs, like traditional dinosaurs. You're fighting like these giant robotic fucking dinosaurs, and they're so badass looking. And you get to use like a bow and arrow with all these different types of bows. And as you play, you unlock new attacks and bows and stuff like that. And uh, I don't want to spoil anything from the story of the first game, but you slowly come to learn why there are these giant robotic dinosaurs dealing with fucking people that live off the land and stuff like that. And it just it is it's beautiful to look at. It's super fun to play. The dinosaurs are fucking awesome. The combat is rad. Story's pretty good. Aloy is an awesome character. And yeah, Horizon Forbidden West is easily one of, if not my, nah, I'll throw my official kind of top two or three ranking at the end. If it's not my number one, it's very close. So that was last week, and now for tomorrow's expansion pass, I'm actually going to drop another game review on you nerds, spoiler free, as are all of my modern video game reviews. I'm going to take a look at Nobody Saves the World, which is an action game with RPG elements from Drinkbox Studios, the same nerds that made the fucking outstanding guacamelee games. I have been completely obsessed with Nobody Saves the World over the past few weeks, and I've committed to reviewing more modern games on the expansion pass moving forward. So bada bing, bada boom, that'll go live tomorrow. And again, two bucks gets you access to that. Game Patch Friday, instant access to approximately 200 archived episodes. Plus, you're going to get access to our Remember the Game Discord. You get the chance to vote in our Patreon poll at the beginning of every month. You can submit comments to be read on all of our shows. And you're going to get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to all of our newest Patreons. And there's some doozies in here that I'm 100% sure I'm going to fuck up. But a huge thank you to all of our newest Patreons. Kurt Edwards, Kushman55, Sonic Adventure 2 is the best game. Sean Ramos, Galloping Gigolo, Kevin Goldade, Susanna, Jordan Rosenzwig, Gus Bus, Bren Butler, Dan Norberg, Michael Melito, and Big Shoots82. Uh, Jordan in particular, I'm 100% sure I fucked up your last name. I apologize. But thank you all so much. Welcome to Remember the Game Industries, patreon.com slash remember the game. And just to wrap up my sales pitch as I do every week, 5% of our Patreon every month is getting added to a pool that I'm going to donate to the Stollery Children's Hospital in Edmonton in December as part of my 24-hour charity stream. So not only do you get a bunch of extra podcasts and stuff, but you're helping the children out as well. So wins all around and also finally you can find me on twitch if you're interested go to twitch.tv and look for member the game i'm there tuesday nights for sure and then just a couple of times throughout the week whenever i get a chance to hop on there all right that's enough blowing myself let's blow some of you by blowing in the cartridge it is our opening segment here on the show i read a few comments and questions from our patreons usually gaming related but not always and we call this segment blowing in the cartridge he blows all right he blows big time that's it, honey! Get into the spirit! 
Let's blow our first blower this week is Eden Awaits1981, who wrote in and said, Bonjour, bonjour, Eden. Uh, I was just, I just wondered how you and the missus are getting on with the Xbox Series S. I bought one last month and I'm so glad I did. I don't have a 4K TV, so it was a fine way to go for me. Everything runs silky smooth and loading times on everything I've played are super fast to non-existent. What a great little console. Uh, yeah, it's fucking awesome, Eden. If anyone listening to this doesn't know, I, I've had a Series X for about a year now. Uh, but a couple weeks ago, we saw an Xbox Series S on the shelf. And we wanted one to put downstairs in our living room because I do most of my gaming upstairs. And my girlfriend is a very passive interest in video games. So I thought, hey, a Series S would be great. She could try out a couple of games off Game Pass. And then it's easier for me to work on my save files, whatever it is I'm playing downstairs, without having to unhook my Series X and take it down there when she's trying to sleep at night. And I don't want to be up here making noise and blah, 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 blah. And uh, same thing. I don't have a 4K TV either in this house. So I haven't noticed the lack of 4K. I think we've been playing It Takes Two downstairs together on the xbox series s which is fucking excellent by the way it takes two i mean uh and then i've also been playing nobody saves the world and then just dinking around with a couple of other games and uh same thing truthfully i other than the fact that like i'm using a white controller instead of the x or the black controller that came with my xbox series x i'm not really noticing any difference at all they both seem to run silky smooth it's fucking if you've got one console and you're in a position like you know where you're fortunate and you want to be like i want to put a second system you know in the bedroom or whatever it's fucking awesome because i log into both of them with my account and then my saves transfer instantly like it's it's fucking seamless it is uh i'm thoroughly impressed plus the series s is so i can't get over how tiny it is like it's really really fucking small um yeah i like nine out of ten i am fucking thoroughly impressed the only drawback i could think of with the xbox series s is obviously the disc drive i don't play a lot of physical games so that doesn't really matter to me uh, I like my games digital and particularly when it comes to, you know, game pass, uh, and there's limited, there's, there's less storage on the series S than there is on the series X, but you can expand that fairly easily if you want to. Uh, yeah, I have zero regrets about buying the Xbox series S. I think it is a fucking awesome little console. Really enjoying it. Uh, thanks for writing in Eden. Kyle Shreve wrote in and said, do you think we'll ever hit a point where we get the final version of consoles? Eventually, graphics and load times will hit a point where we won't want to pay $500 plus for a better version of them. And essentially, that's all that upgrades with each system. The PS5 is just a fancy PS1 with better graphics and load times. Outside of Nintendo, who keep reinventing the wheel each generation, nothing new has come along forever. Do we ever top out or will my kids be playing a PlayStation 10? That's a good question, Kyle. I don't know if I would go as far as to say the PS5 is just a fancy PS1 with better graphics and load times because you've got stuff like the DualShock or the DualSense controller. You've obviously got online and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but but I mean, I, get, I, I understand what you're saying. And I have thought about that myself many times. I'm like, dude, like in 20 years from now, like what, when did the original PlayStation launch in North America? It was mid-90s. So just round up and say it's been 30 years from the original PlayStation to the PlayStation 5. I think it's closer to about 25 years, but just whatever. Use it, you know, 25 to 30 years for five generations of PlayStation. So in 25 years, will we be on the PlayStation 10? And the question, I don't know. Like, I think that's a great question. I do think streaming is going to be a big part of gaming moving forward as the internet gets better. Maybe we won't be buying consoles as much because you won't need to buy a console. You'll just be streaming everything. Uh, and uh, listen, you guys, anyone that's been listening to my show for any length of time knows that like I hate streaming games, but I still think that's where, you know, that's where music went. That's where movies went. I think that's where it's going eventually. Um, I mean, plus who knows with the whole metaverse thing 
and fucking like ready player one and VR. Maybe we're not buying consoles anymore. Maybe you're just going into this VR world and then playing whatever the fuck you want out there. Uh, I, I don't, I guess if you ask me to place a bet now on what things will be going looking like in 30 years, do I think there'll be a PlayStation 10? No, I don't. I think that, yeah, we'll probably be all in VR at that point or something like that anyways. Um, but I do wonder that it's not so much about like whether or not there'll be a PlayStation 10. I do wonder that too. Like, is there still going to be like, will they still be releasing brand new consoles in another fucking 25 years? Like I'm 38. Like when I retire, are they still going to be releasing new systems? And if so, how the fuck am I going to afford them? I don't, I don't know, but I think we'll all be playing in VR by that point. And, uh, I'm lukewarm on VR as well, but I still think that's where we're all going to end up someday. Uh, thank you for writing in Kyle. And, uh, I hope that my answer did not suck. Banjo the Bear wrote in. Oh, I know a bird named Kazooie. That's fucking weird. Banjo the Bear wrote in and said, Adam, love your podcasts and all you're doing. It's quality content. Thank you. I've been listening to your podcast a lot lately and even shared some episodes with my wife who loves how much you hate the fucking octopus from Diddy Kong Racing. I fucking hate that octopus. Question. If you could remake any 3D modern game into a 16-bit SNES game, which would you recreate slash remake? That is a great, like, demake, I guess. That's a really good fucking question, Banjo. And I don't usually write my answers down in my notes. Because uh, I like to just go by my gut and just wing it. And just answer fucking right off the top of my head. Kind of wish I'd fucking written something down for this one. Because I don't know. If I could remake any modern 3D game into a 16-bit SNES-style game, which one would it be? I'm trying to think. Ooh, uh, well, I'm going to, I might change my answer as I think about this more. I'm going to go with, uh, with fallout. And I know some people are gonna be like, dude, there is fallout one and there is fallout two. And they are more old school looking, but imagine like an open world, like fucking maybe like a Terraria style fallout, but on the super Nintendo, I it's my fucking question i can answer it however the fuck i want i'm gonna say that i think that sounds really fucking cool man i'm gonna go with that oh or mm, last of us i'm a pretty big last of us fan what about the last of us on super nintendo oh yeah last of us or fallout i'm gonna go last of us because well yeah i'll go last of us because i don't know how open world fallout but imagine like link to the past imagine that yeah yeah i'm gonna stick with fallout because imagine a link of the past style game but fallout on the super nintendo oh my god that'd be so fucking hot yes i'm going with fallout good question banjo the bear thank you for writing in backdraft delta wrote in and said hey adam first of all i love this segment even though i'm going to be placed on double secret probation for my response and play one remake one and race one i figured what the hell i could go two for two uh no i'm kidding uh with blowing in the cartridge as a staple activity or ritual before gaming back in the day is there any other things you normally do before you game tilt the cart to one side or the other ocd press the power reset button multiple times push the game in the nes up and down a number of times while hurting power etc i know it's a weird question but it is what i got you know what backtrack delta it's funny you say that because i actually do have something and it is for the nes uh a lot of us did blow in the cartridge and now it's come out i know i'm gonna get the messages uh well uh, technically uh you're not supposed to blow the cartridge it does more harm than good i'm aware doesn't matter we still did it i fucking did it with my gross fucking little kid chocolate 
fucking candy-filled spit all over the fucking cartridges. Uh, I did the shit out of that, yes. So not only did I blow in them, you know what I really sincerely used to do? I didn't have like a distinctive like number of seconds, but you know, remember like when you were a kid and you'd put the NES cartridge in and you fucking, you put it in and then you click, click, you'd push it down and then maybe you close the little hatch. Maybe you wouldn't. I did because I fucking am normal, but you weirdos that pull the wings off flies probably left the hatch open, freaks. Uh, I would like close my eyes and almost take like a deep breath as I push the power button and I would just hold it for a couple of seconds just because it was like oh fuck because you never knew if it was going to work or if it was just going to be that broken screen or just a black screen or if it was going to like title screen title screen title screen and flashing and that was always this like thing and I still do that like to this day if I get like a piece of mail that I'm scared to open I like I'll rip it open and I'll I'll unfold it but I'm like or like an email, I'll click the email, but then I won't like look at it right away for some fucking reason. And that's what I used to do with my NES. I would turn it on and then just kind of close my eyes and hope that I would hear the music. And if I didn't hear the music, then my heart would start to sink and then I'd have to open them up. Those were the di- kids today. I'll never know these kids today with their oh, our games just fucking work. You know, little fucking pussies. Uh, thank you for writing in Delta. Adam Stanley wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, I'm not sure if you've ever talked about this, but it's a two-part question. What are your thoughts on physical versus digital? And what is your holy grail of physical copy is if you could have one? Mine would be the SNES Chrono Trigger because I had it as a kid and my parents said we better get rid of the SNES if we want a PlayStation. I'm still bitter about it. And I've wanted an actual SNES copy of it since. Have a good one, sir. Uh, Adam, you don't have to call me sir. I mean, you're an Adam. We are, you know, we're the A students of society. We're Adams. Um... To answer your second question first, I have talked about that before. I probably go 95% digital with my games, not just because of Game Pass and PlayStation Plus and stuff like that. I just prefer the convenience of not leaving my house. I click download. The game is there. I can fucking switch between games whenever I want. Uh, The only time I really go physical is if I think it's a game that I might sell, if it's a game that my girlfriend might want to play on her Switch, or if I get like a really, you know, cheap copy of something, or else I buy a lot of physical games from the retro stuff. Uh, for the podcast, but by and large, all things being equal, I'm buying digital pretty well every time. And as far as my holy grail of a physical copy of a game, I've always said my white whale is a um, a retro Miss Pac-Man machine. But if we're talking just like cartridges for video games, uh, I would love to get another complete inbox copy of Earthbound. I had one as a kid, decimated the. I probably threw the box out. I decimated the manual, ruined all the stinky scratch cards. Um, but I would love that. Yeah. Like that, that would be my Holy grail as far as, uh, physical games would go. It'd be a complete inbox with the stinky cards and everything earthbound. Cause I fucking love that game. Nobody send me you people. Like the listeners are so nice and you guys are always sending me things and I appreciate it to the PO box, but don't send me a complete box earthbound. Fuck. No, just give that money to the fucking children's hospital in your town or something. Spaz or not wrote in and said short time listener first time writer here with horizon forbidden west coming out on friday are you planning on getting it on release i've taken the day off work and with president's day here in the states i've got a four-day weekend so i'm stoked to spend most of it on horizon cheers and thanks for putting out the podcast really helps me get through the day well thanks for letting me help you get through the day spaz or not i appreciate that i am absolutely you guys know or maybe you don't know if you're newer to the show i am i have a staunch no pre-order policy around these parts i because again i buy mostly digital i don't see the need to pre-order because i can just buy the game whenever the fuck i want it but the reviews i'm recording this monday evening and as i record this the reviews for horizon forbidden west are out they're fucking awesome and now that i know the game isn't broken anything i'm actually probably going to buy it tonight and let it download so it's ready to go for friday i am planning to get it the day it releases and frankly i'm pretty goddamn excited about it as well so i hope you enjoy it on your four-day weekend spaz or not four-day weekend that's fucking nice and finally 
Before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. And Michael Matthews wrote into us and said, I thought about this all week. I'm a Nintendo guy, but hypothetically, how much different do you think the current gaming scene would be if Sega had won the 16-bit war? Would the Sonic series have become more consistent rather than the ups and downs it's had? Would we be on Vector Man 9 by now? Could it have made Nintendo into a third-party publisher? Shadow the Hedgehog? Stuff like this keeps me up at night. Michael, do you want to know the truth? I swear to God, I'm not making this up. I've thought about that probably more times than is healthy. The only what if when it comes to gaming, I think about more than what would have happened if Sega had kicked Nintendo's ass in the console war is what what if Nintendo and PlayStation had worked together. And we've talked about that before. I'll probably end up dedicating an expansion pass to that topic at some point. Quickly, quickly, if you didn't know, uh, the, the original PlayStation console was going to be a CD add-on to the Super Nintendo. And then in the last minute, Nintendo fucked them over and went with Philips. And then uh, Sony was like, well, we're just going to release this thing as its own console. And the rest is history. I often compare it to Spider-Man creating Venom. Nintendo is Spider-Man. PlayStation is Venom. And so there you go. What would gaming be look like today if Sega had won the 16-bit war? That is fucking... Yeah, I mean... I don't like... You know what I think? Okay, let's just say, okay, because nobody knows, right? So it's not like I can say anything wrong here and get in trouble. Let's just say Sega had won the fucking, the console war. I always joke about the Sega Saturn and how I'm not going to review Sega Saturn games, which I just do to get the ire of Sega fans. But if Sega had won the console war, then maybe the Nintendo 64 would have been the Sega Saturn. And maybe that would be the system that I would refuse to review. And frankly, with that weird fucking controller, that doesn't seem that weird. I, I mean, I, I love the 64 as much as the next person, but that fucking controller drives me bananas. Um, You know what I think? I think Xbox would have bought them if you don't know xbox went to nintendo when they were working on launching the original xbox and wanted to buy them and nintendo laughed them out of the building that's come out like the last year or so by xbox they're the ones telling us that um and i think if nintendo had been in dire straits and had not been able to make consoles anymore if they had been the one that lost because you gotta imagine if they had lost the 16-bit war to sega then by the time the xbox Dreamcast, Nintendo 6, or GameCube, PS2 era came around. Nintendo would have been in Sega's spot. They would have been on the ropes. I think maybe Xbox would have bought them when they came to talk to them as opposed to getting laughed out of the building. And maybe Mario and everything would be on the Xbox Series X right now. Fucking, that's... So no Switch? That, oh God. And I'm not, like, I'm not showing my bias here. I just... I'm pretty happy with gaming right now, so I'm glad that that didn't happen. But yeah, I, that's what I think. I think Xbox would own Nintendo right now if they, if they had gotten their asses kicked by Sega. That's what I think would have happened. Good stuff. Thank you for the question, Michael. Thank you to everyone that wrote in again this week. I love reading these. I'm sorry I can't read more of them, but we got more segments to get to. So let's move on and let's get into our Smash Hits segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. Play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week, I give our listeners three... Oh, I messed up the roll. Three... There it is. Three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third game is a race from time forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one, and I'll tell you what it is in a minute. And just quickly, someone... And I I'm so, apologize, I can't remember who it was. Someone called me out... For last week, because I said I would erase Dragon Age Origins, 
because I would rather just play Dragon Age Inquisition. And they said, well, if you erase Origins, Inquisition won't exist. So I just want to make the rules clear. We haven't talked about this for a while. We've debated this, the ramifications of a racing game on this show countless times before. For example, if you erase Super Mario Brothers, does Super Mario Brothers 3 still exist? And there is no definitive answer. So if you erase one, it doesn't mean the future games are gone unless you want it to. The universe works in mysterious ways. So there, there you go. That's that's your, all right? So that explains why I could do that. So this week, well, I figured since we're talking Pokemon, I'll throw a few of the oddball Pokemon titles into the mix. We've got Pokemon Puzzle League and Pokemon Stadium for the Nintendo 64 and the Pokemon Trading Card Game for the Game Boy. And the winner with 35% of the vote from our listeners, pretty decisive win, was to play the Pokemon Trading Card Game, remake Pokemon Stadium, and erase Pokemon Puzzle League, which is not at all what I would fucking do. But let's see what a few of you had to say, and then I'll let you know what the right answer is. Joe LeBlanc wrote in and said, oh my fucking God, I want a remake of Puzzle League on the Switch so bad. This game is so challenging, and the solo career called Puzzle University is so worthy of a playthrough even today. I'll keep Pokemon Stadium because it's great as it is, and I'll erase the Pokemon trading card game because I never played it, and I don't give a shit. But then Joel added a smiley face. So Joel said, you tried to put some zip on it, Joel, with your erase. You're like, erase Pokemon trading card game, never played it, and I don't give a shit. But then you dropped the smiley face to be like, LOL. And it just, you took some of the zip you had. You, it's like you went to punch someone in the face, but then you helped them up afterwards. You gotta just, just throw that fucking bam. Other than that, though, I have no problem with your logic there. Tennessee Bottle wrote in and said, Oh, snap, Pokemon. I say play the Pokemon trading card game. Completely different. Because I was huge into collecting the original cards back in the day. I even went to a few tournaments at our local Toys R Us and competed. But for whatever reason, I never played the Game Boy version of the game. I'm going to remake Pokemon Stadium. Just look at how cool Shield and Sword looked on the Switch. I bet they could do some really cool things if they remade this game. And then I'm going to erase this puzzle game, whatever it's called again. Never played it, but it just seems like any other puzzle game with the Pokemon name attached to it so two entirely different answers having said that one person is like i played the pokemon puzzle league game and loved it the other one's like i never played it i don't really give a fuck so maybe you have to play it to have wanted to play it so we've had one person play it or no one person remake it one person erase it so far i didn't realize this game was so divisive divisive device divis divis vibe whatever but it is apparently it is uh trash taroth Find your name very hard to pronounce, Trashtaroth, for some reason. Trashtaroth wrote in and said, This couldn't have been easier. First time playing. Remake Pokemon Puzzle League. I don't like this version as much as I like Tetris Attack, but it's still a solid puzzle game. Having a clean, crisp version of this on the Switch with wireless matches, a ranking system, and maybe even customizable tiles would go so hard. Play Pokemon Stadium. I loved this stupid game growing up. We didn't have the transfer pack, and I wasn't old enough to truly play Red anyways, but my brothers and I would play the hell out of the mini games. Remaking this on the Switch would be absolutely bonkers but you can already battle wirelessly with recent iterations of the series so a remake of this would be essentially useless i'll dust off the old nintendo 64 for a few sweet rounds of that magic card mini game any day and then erase the pokemon trading card game i've never played this but i did play Yu-Gi-Oh! dark duel stories on the game boy color and that's the only retro trading card game experience i need that is a i'm not gonna lie to you trash that is a nerdy fucking answer i get the logic i have no problem with the logic whatsoever I just love the idea of like, ah, well, I played Yu-Gi-Oh uh, trading card game. So the Pokemon trading card game is deemed unnecessary. I, I love it. I love the nerdiness. I love it. Jake Carter wrote in and said, yes, finally one of these where I've played all of them. I would play Puzzle League again because that game still looks and plays great today with a killer soundtrack. I'd remake Pokemon trading card game. 
because it will be a good opportunity for people old and young to get back into the card game and learn the mechanics with a fuck ton of new Pokemon. And sadly, I would erase Stadium because there is Stadium 2, Battle Revolution, and all the modern games are of Stadium quality already, but with main quests. And I don't mean to spoil anything, but Jake, you might have gotten the fucking order right this week because you're about to find out. Well said. Well said, Jake. DMFF. I don't know if I'm supposed to pronounce it as DMFF or Doomf. So I'm going to go with Doomf. Doomf wrote in and said, I like that. Doomf. What a... <laughs> Doomf. It sounds like one of those pop-ups from the old Batman series. Like just bam, pow, Doomf. What a... <laughs> Uh, fuck. Doom Fro- <laughs> Doom, Doom said, what a nostalgic lineup of games for my first entry. Play Pokemon Stadium. I had so much fun with this game and my Pokemon Yellow as a kid. This game was also the premier way to battle Pokemon against your friends back in the day. Plus, being able to play your Game Boy games at higher speeds with an ex- excellent quality of life addition that they didn't need to add but did. Plus, my copy still has some strong team save that can be used for battles in two hilarious teams of various Pokemon that only know Metronome. Still have last to play to this day with a couple of brews, puffs, and bros. Remake the Pokemon trading card game. I played this game nonstop when it first came out. Well, I had a lot of fun with it back in the day. I think the game could use a fresh coat of paint, updated cards, and online play. That would be the recipe to getting me to play the Pokemon trading card game again. And erase the Pokemon Puzzle League. I had fun with this game as a child, but it was mainly for the Pokemon aesthetic. The game overall has little to do with Pokemon, and there are much better puzzle games out there. Goodbye, Puzzle League. I disagree with your logic, Doomf or your order but i understand the logic and you're probably not wrong there probably are better puzzle games out there they just said this one had pokemon on the box i understand your logic there i get it and finally dave mcgee wrote in and said play pokemon trading card game because i don't know the rules and i would like to remake pokemon stadium updating the graphics and play style throw it in the switch yes please and erase pokemon puzzle league because i'm not four Better fucking check yourself, McGee, because I disagree with you adamantly. Only 10% of you voted the way that I would go, which is the right answer this week, including makeshift money. And I never agree with that son of a bitch. Who wrote in and said, play Pokemon Puzzle League because McGee hates meatloaf. And if you don't know, if you're not in our, uh, remember the game Discord, uh, McGee is a longtime listener to the show who has been writing in constantly lately on our Discord complaining about meatloaf and what a subpar food it is. And he's basically turned the entire community against him. So I agree with you, makeshift. Play Pokemon Puzzle league just despite mcg remake pokemon trading card game and pretty much just put the trading card game online a la hearthstone and make more money than most nations even have on this planet and then makeshift would erase pokemon stadium because it requires a ridiculous amount of hoops to jump through to be used properly good concept terrible in practice i don't remember it being that i never tried to transfer my game my game off the cartridge though i always just use the rental pokemon regardless well, I may not agree with your logic 100%. I absolutely agree with your order because that is the right answer. That's what I would do as well. Make shift money. I would play Pokemon Puzzle League because I fucking love puzzle games and I've never played this one. And I'm always willing to give a new puzzle game a shot. So I'm in. Let's play it. I'm going to remake the Pokemon trading card game because I've never played it either. And I don't want to play it on mobile and I don't want to play it in person. I just want a really good, awesome Switch version. So let's fucking just do that. And then I'm going to race Pokemon Stadium, which might not be a popular take, but like... As cool as this was back on the 64, and it was neat. I played with it back on the 64. But as cool as it was back then, and as cool as it might look on the Nintendo Switch today, it's the only one I've played, and I would rather try a puzzle game and a card game that I've never played over watching my Pokemon fight. I can do that by just playing regular Pokemon. And while I rarely care about a video game's graphics... If I was going to remake Pokemon Stadium, I would rather wait for Nintendo's next console and just make it look exactly like the old cartoon 
then maybe I'd be interested. But that's what I would do as well. So thanks everyone that wrote in and played. What have I been up to over the last seven days? And then we'll talk some Pokemon Red and Blue. Uh, I've been playing, I played Secret of Mana. I'm done it. It's over. We're going to be recording it. That might even be next week's episode. I don't know when it's going live. But in the next few weeks, you'll have an episode about Secret of Mana. Uh, I've also been playing Nobody Saves the World, which I already talked about during the intro. That'll be reviewed tomorrow on Expansion Pass. Uh, I've gone back to Far Cry 6 because I really want to finish it and I like it. I just, it's not great, but I love it. Just it's snowing here in Edmonton again, and it's still winter. And it's nice to play a game where I'm like in the tropics and everything looks warm and sunny. Um, and then I have been playing Pokemon legends, Arceus people. I've gotten so many messages from people being like, are you playing Pokemon legends? What do you think of Pokemon legends? Uh, I am playing it early thoughts. It's very cool. The fucking tutorial took fucking forever. I think I'm finally through it now so I can finally turn loose and start catching some Pokemon and Bulbasaur better fucking be in it. That's all I have to say. And Magikarp, they both better fucking be in it. Nobody message me and tell me if they are. I don't want any spoilers. But I better come across them or I'm going to rip that game a new ass. So that's what I've been playing. Let's talk Pokemon Red and Blue. That's why you're here. Over 50 of you wrote in to share your memories of this game. And it was these games, I should say. It was really fun reading these comments and seeing just how many people like have been touched by Pokemon Red and Blue and how much they matter to everybody. I couldn't read all the comments on the show, obviously, but I'm going to rip through a few of them here quickly. Joe the Sandman. Still sounds like a punch-out name. Wrote in and said, When Pokemon Red and Blue were released, I was in high school, and by that time, we didn't own a Game Boy. But I remember watching the box art for both of them, and Blue caught my attention with that badass giant blue turtle with cannons coming out of its shell. It took some time for my family to finally get a Game Boy, but when I did, I managed to play them, and I loved them so much. Pokemon Blue and then later Yellow. My brother got Pokemon Red. Great titles to launch one of the best Nintendo franchises ever. And that's something we're going to get into is like, when you think of like like the games that kicked off a franchise, like I think like the biggest launches for a franchise, like I think of Super Mario Bros. And I know that Mario Bros. already exists, but Super Mario Bros. is what really kicked it off. I think of Super Mario Brothers. I think Pokemon Red and Blue is like right on that same level. We're gonna get into that more in a minute, but it's that big of launch for a franchise. I agree 100%. Tom Danks wrote in and said, in 98 or so, I let my friend borrow my copy of Pokemon Red and my Game Boy Color. I had every single Pokemon caught, probably about 90 hours or so sank into it. I told him he could play it, but do not save. As if you don't remember, they only had one save file. I got my Game Boy back and turned Pokemon on. There was a new save, a five-minute game file named Eddie. I haven't touched Pokemon since. Fuck me for letting him borrow it, but also a big fuck you to the Eddies of the world. I just love the idea that now Eddies are the official enemies of Remember the Game Industries, or at least of Tom Danks. I love Tom Danks is anti-Eddies. I like it. Hornetbox69 wrote in and said, one of my favorite Christmas gifts ever was a box with two Game Boy Colors, copies of Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, a Lincoln Cable, and the strategy guide for my brother and I to share. There's no game I've played more times through than Pokemon Red, Blue in my 27 years of gaming. It's an IP I still play daily with Pokemon Go, and I can battle and trade with my cousin Christopher, who lives on the other side of the world. I get it. Like, it's just the amount of people that wrote in and were like, Pokemon Red and Blue are like those games I never stopped playing. I, I fucking, I've played through them a few times myself and I don't play RPGs very much. Like, it's, oh God, I love Pokemon Red and Blue. Yankee Doodle Randy wrote in and said, I remember there being a lot of hype when these games were released and me not knowing what the hell Pokemon was. Eventually I got the red version and I fell in love. I spent one Thanksgiving weekend in junior high playing it day and night. Today, the first and second gen games leave a lot to be desired because they're quite easy and slow moving, but I will always think fondly of these games that made me a Pokemon fan for life. Aww. I like that Yankee Doodle. 
Wildo19 wrote in and said, when I was six, I got Pokemon Yellow with the Toys R Us Special Edition bundle. Well, I love that game a lot. I was always sad I couldn't begin my quest with one of the original starters because Pikachu fucking sucks. That's not what Wildo said. That's what I said. And you're going to hear more about that in a minute. So my mom bought me the blue and eventually the red versions. Since then, I've played both more than any other game and I'll probably continue to play them forever. I'm a Poke nerd through and through. And these games are the reason why. So much nostalgia, it hurts. Also, Electabuzz is the best version exclusive. Cheers. I don't know if I've got, yeah, I don't really have a counter to that. I don't know if I've got a favorite exclusive to one of the, um, I'm a pretty big fucking Meowth fan. I'm not going to lie to you just because of the cartoon. We'll get, we'll get into that in a minute. Finally, Kelly wrote in and said, I'm not sure what I can say that hasn't already been said. This game changed everything. It marked Nintendo as the unbeatable champion of handhelds and formed an entire generation of people. This game is important in every damn way. And if you ask me, it still holds up i agree a billion percent kelly let's fucking talk about it right now that is incredibly well said just for the record i went to the wikipedia page for pokemon red and blue to find the official release date in north america and they have like review scores on there did you guys know the nintendo power gave pokemon red and blue a 7.2 out of 10 when they reviewed it what the no wonder they fucking don't exist anymore what the fuck was that anyways i'm gonna queue up that pokemon red blue music there it is. And when it stops, my buddy Andre and I are going to take another look at the iconic Pokemon Red and Blue, which originally released in North America on the old Game Boy on September 28th, 1998. Gotta catch them all. Let's fucking go. Okay, so I should just get this out of the way. I don't know if I will have said this during the intro, but this is actually our second time recording this motherfucking episode uh, due to technical difficulties on my end. And what really sucks about that is that this is one of our revisited episodes. So this is technically the third time we've talked about Pokemon Red and Blue and Yellow on this fucking podcast. But joining me via the blank phone is my pal, Andre. How's it going, buddy? I'm really good. How are you, buddy? I, uh, you know what? Ask me when I know that we have this fucking recording locked and loaded, and I'll answer <laughs> that question then. Because motherfucker, I'll ask you the next time on the show. Yeah, are you from last time? <laughs> well, it's funny though because I was saying to Andre off air before we started. Uh, at least like the episode we lost was like a good episode. Like it was Pokemon. It wasn't like the fucking Sonic Adventure 2 episode from a few <laughs> weeks ago. If I had to record that episode again, I might have a fucking brain aneurysm. Like I can't take that shit anymore. Whereas Pokemon yeah. Pokemon Red and Blue, like who does it like these? Does I I honestly wonder that. Like I I I honestly want to know if there's people out there that don't like these games. If you don't like the Pokemon franchise as a whole, or you don't like the modern Pokemons or fucking whatever. Sure. But like, I really would like to know, is anyone out there like just objectively anti Pokemon red and blue? Like I, I, I haven't come across. Cause like when you talk to people I talk to about Pokemon, it's always comes back to the original games and how good that original game, those original games were. Yeah. Like to me, the only people that like hate, hate on these games are either people that just don't like RPGs or Pokemon, which is, you know, whatever. 
or or like I don't like racing games, so I don't care about Gran Turismo type thing. So like maybe there's people like that, or I could see people that just didn't grow up with Pokemon Red and Blue. Maybe they jumped in in a later generation, and now they look at Pokemon Red and Blue as kind of archaic. And I guess yeah, sure. But even then, no, no, fuck that. Respect your fucking forefathers. And respect what True. paved the road for the Pokemon that you love so much today. I, Andre, I say this without an ounce of sarcasm. I would put Pokemon Red and Blue on the same pedestal that I put Super Mario Brothers on. Not as much as I don't like it as much as Super Mario Brothers, but I think it's that important to gaming history. Like, these games really? are that big. This, this, game, the, this game itself and then the subsequent games... It, it, it's as a lot of people call call it, and I don't think of it that way. But baby's first RPG, mm-hmm. so it introduces it can introduce a, a younger person to the RPG format on how to build a team, all that stuff, and get them. It, it's a lot of people's first RPG, so it, it instills that love of RPGs in a lot of people. Yeah, see, I do call it baby's first RPG, and I don't mean that disrespectfully because, like, there's a surprise. We're gonna get into all it, but like, there's a surprising layer of depth to these Pokemon games as everyone that's played them fucking knows. Mm. I just mean that like, like, I don't know if you like to me, to me, if you were to put Pokemon red and blue up against what's another game from that era, say final fantasy three for the super Nintendo or earthbound or one of those types of games. Like I, in some ways, Pokemon is deeper, you know, because you're playing the strengths versus the weaknesses and, you know, picking your team and blah, 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 blah. But, like, you're not going from town to town and, and, and buying all this new equipment for your guys and everything like that. And the, the, let's be honest, like, the story in Pokemon is, like, a 7 out of hey, 10 at best. Yeah, exactly. Like, the story's nothing to write home about. It's just, it's the fun. Like, that's what it comes down to is the fun. And I could totally see, like, my first RPG was Final Fantasy 2, which is why I'll always love that game. But, like, I could totally see how this could be somebody's first RPG. And mm-hmm. it's funny because I could see how this could turn you on to the RPG genre, like, as a whole. And you're like, I love these games. I could also see how this game would, like, you could play these and, and then try something like an Earthbound or a Final Fantasy and be like, nah, I, this I, this isn't Pokemon. Like I, like, I could see how this would almost give you, like, a... a I'm trying to think of like a like like tunnel vision. I mean, like this is what I want my RPGs to be. I collect I collect these yeah. these fucking like let's call a spade a spade. Pokemon, you collect animals and then make them fight each other. Like it's kind of a morbid you're, concept. It's it's, it's 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 kind of like you're sending children out to make animals fight each other. It's almost like building a serial killer. Yeah, and that's the other thing is you're right. You're you're like <laughs> you're fucking it's children <laughs> ash or whatever you want to call like whoever you name your main character in pokemon red and blue like it's a fucking child and your parents yeah. are just like ah go fucking leave imagine today for all of you listening to this that have children like imagine taking your like 10 year old son or daughter and dropping them <laughs> off on the edge of town and being like go catch some animals and then travel or, the world or, and no, make no. them like go to a cockfighting ring fucking somewhere you, 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 no 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 it's your mom going hey go see the old guy that lives next door and he's gonna give you something that's just creepy in its own right yeah you're right <laughs> totally it is and then it's just like that's that's what pokemon is it's going to the weird man next door's house for, for a treat and then traveling the world doing underground cockfighting rings that's what Pokemon is. The real question is, 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 is Pokemon, is the kid dealing with what's actually happening to him or is it real? Yeah. It's funny because like, I know that the, <laughs> it's funny because I know that like the very, 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 and I'm not, listen, I should have said this five minutes ago when we started this conversation. Uh, 
I understand how passionate Pokemon fans are, and I heard about it when we did Pokemon Red and Blue the first time. I'm sure I'm going to fucking hear about it again. Please don't yep. yell at me if we fucking forgot something or didn't bring up you your can, favorite you, you Pokemon. Yell at me. Yeah, Just yell at me on Twitter, at that Canada guy. Yeah, there. yell at that Leave Canada guy on Twitter. Leave me the fuck. I get yelled at enough. But, like, you all know that. There's got to be... I bet you there are more podcasts on the internet that go deep into the strategies and the lore of Pokemon than there are Pokemon. Like, you can find those oh. episodes. You guys know what yeah. this... This is episode 185. You all know what this fucking is by now. Um, <laughs> now, having said that, what was I going to... I was going to rant about something else, and now I don't remember what the fuck it was now. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Anyway uh so yeah so we're talking pokemon red blue and yellow this is where it all started i'm i'm gonna get this out of the way right now and then i'm gonna kick the ball over to you and see what you have to say i am i have not played a ton of pokemon i played these ones as a kid i played x and y i played sword and shield and then i played one other one that i don't remember which one it was but i gotta be honest uh emerald thank you um (laughs) i gotta say this is as of now, and I have not played Arceus yet. So fucking for all of you that are like, when are you going to play Arceus? Hopefully by the time you're hearing this, I've started playing that game, but I've not played it yet. As of right now, so Red and Blue is still my favorite Pokemon game. So I'll ask you, like, is this, where, what's your favorite generation? My favorite generation uh, is two. And to be honest, I never owned this game as a kid. I played it because I would borrow my friend's uh, Game Boy and play it, but I was never allowed to save. So you, I got as far as on one side of batteries. If I pushed it, I get about seventh, eighth gym, and then it died. That's like, like, why wouldn't he let you save? Just because he didn't want you to overwrite his save? Well, what sing, single save file, right? Yeah, because like, he'd be playing it, so he didn't want. But he let me borrow it, so I could play it as long as I didn't save. And that's so, fuck. That's never evolved. What a cock tease. Like what a cock yeah. tease that is to fucking be, and especially <laughs> because, like you said, you're playing it on a Game Boy. So like at some point, those batteries are gonna die, and there's nothing yep. you can fucking do. It's not like an NES. Like imagine if this was like a Super Nintendo game, and you were like, oh, "Well, I'll just leave, leave it on just, and turn the TV blocked, off." You block the light and you turn TV off. Yeah, power move. But like the old Game Boy, at some point you're fucked, and you're like, "Oh, all my little friends, you're all dead." Like it, that's that's fucked, dude. I gotta say. Like, and listen, I have very few bad things to say about this game. I adore this fucking game. But, like, wh- like I would love to see, like, a behind the Pokemon, like, special on TV. Like, a behind the music, behind the laughter type, like, expose on this franchise. Because when you really yeah. dig deep, you're like, not only is the... Co- oh, that's what I... Remember I said I forgot what I wanted to talk about? That's what I was going to say. Is, like, I know the origin of Pokemon has something to do with, like... Whoever thought of it used to collect bugs or something and then was like, oh, this would be a cool idea for a game or whatever the fuck it is. Um, And like and and that's a cute, fun origin that I like. But like I could equally be convinced that somebody wanted to make a fucking like dog fighting game or a cock fighting game and was like, well, we can't put that on Nintendo. And they were like, let's just make up animals. and make them the guy fight. who collected bugs, he came up with the idea of the game. He's like, hey, we should have a game where people go collect all these things. And then the guy that liked dog fighting came in and it's like, oh, we can make them fight each other. Yeah, but then they were like, we can't have death on the Game Boy. And they're like, well, they'll faint. They just faint. Yeah. That's all it is. They just faint. Um, yeah. So, like, that's that's what I wanted to say. When you look at the seedy underbelly of Pokemon, it's like, no, no, it's basically fucking, like, dog fighting for children. And then <laughs> you're like, not only is that kind of shady, but you look at the way that, like, Game Freak and fucking Nintendo, like... Listen, let's let's all we've all bought these games, but they're like one save file per game. Oh yeah, 
And then we took about 20 of the fucking little animals you want to collect and put them on the two different copies. So you're going to have to buy both. And then it's like, oh, not only do you have to buy both, but especially in the old days, like Pokemon Red and Blue, before you had oh, Wi-Fi and yeah. shit, you're going to have to trade them with each other. So you're going to have to buy a second Game Boy, too. And it's just and like, cable. dude, imagine today, like if this was a brand new franchise today and they fucking released it like this. People would riot in the streets and be like, you, everyone freaks out about how Nintendo makes us pay for their old games over and over and over again. But then it was Mm -hmm. like, in this game, they made us buy two copies of the game, one save each. So if you have more than two kids in the house, you're going to have to buy more copies. Plus, you're going to have to buy two consoles to trade them with each other. And it's just like, you money, no wonder this is the biggest earning franchise in the world. You money grubbing motherfuckers found a way to sell every single one of us like eight copies copies of it yep. fuckers but but the thing is is we all line up to buy the copies because it's such a great fucking game and it's just it's it's you know what it is is it's fucking it's heroin it's video game heroin and they yep. found a way to get the needle into every goddamn kid on the planet's arms back in the mid 90s and now here we are in 2022 and they just released rcs and we're like that's new heroin let's buy it again it's fucking it's unbelievable <laughs> Unbelievable. It's heroin plus crack. That's what, yeah. It's That's Pokemon. Yeah, that, like, I'm trying to come up with a way to... Holy fuck. I need a drink of coffee. Fuck me. <laughs> anyway, uh, like, listen, for anyone that thought that all that sounded negative and, like, I'm shitting all over Pokemon, I, I adore these fucking games. I've said it many times. Oh, yeah. Anyone that's listened to my top 10 RPG episode, like, these games made my top 10 favorite RPGs. Uh, you said you didn't own them growing up. Um, I didn't own the first generation. I didn't own red and blue or yellow subsequently. Just I never. I had. I I was one of the kids who had a Game Gear. Oh, you you poor bastard! Fuck me, man! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, at least your house Sonic on the go, buddy. Yeah, I guess, I and you, that means that your parents had like a fuck. You, you your old man must have had shares in fucking Duracell. To have to <laughs> like be like, well, six so, batteries, yeah, yeah, six batteries, <laughs> and you can play a level of Sonic. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying to shit on the game. I think the Game Gear was cool, but the battery thing was fucking ridiculous. I um, I gotta say, like, so I owned this game as a kid, and I'll vivid, I vividly remember this. Uh, my brother and I got my mom. My mom bought us each a copy. Uh, she brought home Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue, and the Pokemon Players Guide. And I don't know if, because I'm the older brother, so I don't know if I just flexed. Or if I just picked the one first, but like I picked Pokemon Blue, so if Pokemon Red and Blue, Blue will always be my favorite. Um, and mm-hmm. I just and it's got the better cover Pokemon too. It does. And we're gonna let's okay, let's get into that. I wanted to talk about the Player's Guide, but we'll go back to the fucking Player's Guide. So everybody knows the three starters for Gen One. You've got Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle. We all know that. Mm-hmm. And I don't give. Listen, I send your fucking hate mail to goddamn Trump or something. I don't give a fuck. Don't send it to me. Bulbasaur is the best starter of the original three, and I mm-hmm. I will not be swayed. And every time this comes up, I take shit from people that are like, he's just a bulb of garlic on a, on a plant. And I'm like, yeah, he is. Squirtle, well, okay, is just a knockoff Ninja Turtle, and Charmander mm-hmm. is a little bitch that turns into a fucking... PMSing dragon that won't listen to you. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. There's a reason Bulbasaur is number one in the fucking Pokedex. If I'm not mistaken, please tell me I'm not wrong no, on that. Yeah, you're, you know he's number one. Thank number you. One. It's because he's the best starter, and so I'll always be partial to Pokemon Blue, and I'll always be partial to Bulbasaur. Did you? What about you? Did you? Who's your guy? I won't shit on Early you for no on, matter what. 
early on before I got, you know, became aware of typing and things, it was, it was uh Bulbasaur or uh, uh, Squirtle because, you know, you know, the first gems rock. So I always pick Squirtle, but then over, as I got a little older and started playing gold and silver and got, and I own gold and silver and then, you know, finding ROMs and going back and playing red and blue once you kind of understand typing and everything, oh yeah, Bulbasaur is your number one starter because he is useful at every single gym until you get to the seventh gym. Yeah, he's a he's yeah. a beast. He's a beast. Where Char- Charmander, what's he going to do against Rock Pokemon? Nothing. He's going to scratch what's he him. Doing against Water Pokemon, die. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Squirrel, yes, useful in the first gym. I guess not really useful in the second gym, but he's not a hindrance as Charmander is. Yeah, he's a push and he's in the not useful gym. in the third gym. Yeah, where Bulbasaur is still useful. There. Yeah. So I, you know, it's funny, dude. I don't remember why I picked Bulbasaur when I first started playing this game. Like, because like I said, we did have the player's guide, uh, which was fucking incredible, by the way. The player's guide for this game was so good because it like told you like which Pokemon were in red, which Pokemon were in blue, which ones you had mm-hmm. to trade to get them to evolve. I remember it had a hundred. Just him. What's the sheer that? amount of time those everybody the people putting into those things was it's incredible. No, oh, absolutely. It's fucking insanity. And I don't remember no. if I bought if I ticked Bulbasaur because the players I'm sure the players guide said that like the easiest route is with Bulbasaur because he is. Like it's not even about who my favorite Bit is. It. Like you just said it. Like I would I I in my opinion, and again if I'm fucking wrong, I'm gonna hear about it, but in my opinion, like the easy playthrough is Bulbasaur. The medium playthrough, the start. The easy start is Bulbasaur. The medium start is Squirtle. The hard start is Charmander. Like as far as like the first yeah. two gyms. Um, it, 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 again, just 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 the starter alone, you can pick up Pokemon to take care of those gyms pretty early. Even the Rocky Rock gym, you can pick up a Mankey and right. a Bellsprout right. before you get to the Pewter City. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so like I don't know if I picked Bulbasaur because it was the easy route. I don't know if I picked him because he was number one. I don't know. I I will say, and it's, I'm biased because I'm a Bulbasaur fan, but like I think he's the coolest looking of the three starting. I think that I I would hear an argument that Charizard is the coolest looking final evolution of the three, but like I I always thought Bulbasaur like I always thought Charmander and Squirtle like. They kind of look like wieners. Well, like I'm, look, I'm looking at their. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, I have the Pokedex up, and it's showing the original sprites. Yeah, Squirtle looks kind of like a tool because he's all happy and shit. Yeah, and like and Charmander, Charmander just looks pissed look off to be there because his eyes are kind of like kind of badass, but you know. But like Bulbasaur is literally leaping in the air. Yeah. Like going to attack something. So like it's Bulbasaur. He looks like a little plant dog. Like he's on all fours. He's like, he's a tough little tank anyway. So like we could Mm -hmm. go around this forever, but like, Oh, and that's another thing going back to the behind the Pokemon, like the whole shady underbelly of fucking the seedy underbelly of Pokemon. (laughs) Is it like they, they fucking mark it right on the box. Gotta catch them all. Right. We all know that's the slogan. Gotta catch them all. And not then, without trading. Not without trading. And and I will say, I, if I yeah, if I have one major like criticism, I guess as it were, of of the of Pokemon Red and Blue, it drives me fucking bananas that there's no way to catch the other starters in your game. 
Like yeah. I, like I, I just, like why? Like why not put them somewhere? Put them in the safari zone. Put them in like a secret area. Like like something. Like why can't I not make them, dude? Why couldn't you just have put a character? You know how like there's random people you come across, like NPCs that'll offer you like a random trade. Like if you yeah. have this, I'll trade you this. Like why not put them in the game? Like every kid wanted to have a Charmander, a Squirtle, and a Bulbasaur. Why not give us a chance to get all three of them somehow, other than trading? I and like yeah, you said, and, and you have to have a friend if you if you're going to trade them all in, you have to have a friend that was willing to reset their game twice for you to get you those Pokemon. And then in reality, so he had them, he would have to reset five times to tra- so he could trade those other two over to you. Yeah, or those other three over to you, so you could then trade them back, or at least two of them back to him. Yeah, I gotta say, like, maybe there's poker nerds out there that, like, have the definitive knowledge of why they made that decision. But, like, as much as I adore this game, and even, like, listen, I fully understand the decision to take a dozen Pokemon and make them exclusive to red and exclusive to blue and make you trade to evolve some of them. I absolutely understand that decision. It was so they could sell two copies of the game. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not stupid. That's why. But, like, I don't understand why the 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 three starters aren't just available somehow like i just you know what i mean like at this point you're gonna even, make even us if, buy two copies like post game yeah even if it was po- like it, after you beat the elite four give you a chance to go back and like maybe you have to fight professor oak to get to get them yeah i don't know give, or like or like a chance to get them or like you could go back to professor oak and he's just like hey you've earned this here's the other two like no one else wanted these guys here or something you know anyway <laughs> Doesn't oh, just... no, Gary, remember, 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 Blue has the other one, or Gary, whatever you want to call it. Oh, yeah, it. that's right. Your rival has the other one. Yeah, In that's your case, right. it would be Red, but he has the other one. Yeah. But I, anyway, that yeah, always... Or one of the two. That always bothered me just a little bit, but either than that. Um... Well, the one thing I always like, how does Professor Oak not ever remember his grandson's name? Yeah, 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 no shit, eh? Like, uh, fuck. Like, <laughs> like, I understand I'm not remembering the neighbor kid's name, but his grandson, like, Jesus. Yeah, this is the, the senile old man that you sent us over to go get something from, and then that old man <laughs> told us to go travel the world with this thing I just gave you, and your mom's like, yeah, that's fine, go ahead. I don't give a fuck. Get out of here. Like you're, my, you're, you're the little kid that's told to go take down a corrupt organization that's trying to steal Pokemon from people, Yeah, and you have to go fight this adult who, in reality... You just pull out a gun and shoot you. Yeah, your mom's like, the pool boy is coming over soon, and you can't be here for this, so fucking go. Get out of here. Go on anyway. your adventure. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> fuck. Uh, now, like, we haven't really mentioned Pokemon Yellow, which is kind of the... Because the, it has the turd the, of a mascot? I, I gotta say, and, like, the, uh, Andre knows this because we already recorded this fucking episode once. I never really played Pokemon Yellow. I already had Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue as a kid. I get why Yellow was so popular and it's the Pikachu edition and Pikachu follows you around and I get all of that, but I have to just be honest with everybody and maybe like if I haven't lost you yet by my Bulbasaur rant, maybe I'm going to lose a few of you now. I fucking hate Pikachu. I just, I'm so, I, I liked him back in the day, but I'm so fucking sick of that little rat now. Like, ah, it's like he 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 got his own game. Okay, whatever. It's it's it. The game's fun. It, it you can again you negate him having to deal with him for the first the first gym, and he's useful in the second gym. Mm-hmm. But like, you can get your mank, you can get a bell sprout, and you can solve the first gym problems. But like, then N sixty four comes out, and you have that Pikachu game in there. 
whatever it was, or the with the being mouth or the mic or whatever. And then he just became the mascot because because of the cartoon. Sure. And I get that they had to pick someone to be the mascot. Like I get it. And I mean and he even makes sense. Like he's cute and he's got that he's got a catch like Pikachu is a is a fun name to say. Like it's a memorable name. I get yeah. all of it. I just like for all of you that are like, where's the we want Pokemon Yellow coverage? We're primarily focusing on Red and Blue because like I can't speak for Andre. I have next to no experience with Pokemon Yellow. I've I've played it on ROMs and in years in years past. It's it it's the same game overall with a couple changes. Is all it really is right. Um, yeah. Okay. So then, yeah. So we're gonna focus on Red and Blue. We've already talked about the starters. Uh, we gotta talk about our favorite and least favorite Pokemon. So, like, I'm going to tell you, like, personally, like, everyone's got a team. And, you know, every it was always tough because you could only carry six members of your team at any given time. Right? We all know that. And it would suck because you'd have, like, a team of six where you're like, I think I've got most classes covered, most weaknesses covered. I got six strong Pokemon that I like. And then you catch this Mm -hmm. whatever it is. You catch some new Pokemon. And you're like, oh, I really want to put that Pokemon in my party. And then it becomes like a you're like a general manager of a sports team where you're like, fuck, I have to cut one of you. And I don't want to cut anybody. One of you down to the minors. Yeah. You're not going to get your bonuses this season. One of you, yeah. One of you's got to sit in a ball in this Pokemon bank and you're never going to be seen again. And like, I have no problem doing that when it's the shitty Pokemon, which we'll get to in a little bit. But like when it's a good Pokemon, yeah, of course. But when it's a bad Pokemon, you're like, fuck, I don't want to bench any of you. So like, I got to tell you, like, and I want to ask you who you keep on your team. I know personally speaking, I always had my Bulbasaur or whatever he becomes, Vivasaur, Venusaur. I always had him. Uh, I usually had a Geodude or an Evolved Geodude because the rock, like rock Pokemon can be pretty handy when they're up against someone that can't hurt them. Mm-hmm. Um, I would usually carry some form of a fire Pokemon, uh, depending on just who I had at any given time. The, I have, I have a Magikarp who's my favorite Pokemon ever, uh, because I evolved them and then I'd have a beast on my team. And then like, I, like we all like, I don't know if you know or not, I'm sure most people listening to this know, but especially Pokemon red and blue psychic Pokemon were OP as fuck. Like they mm-hmm. were, and so like, uh, it was always to me, it was so like catching an Abra and then evolving an Abra is such a pain in the fucking ass, but the payoff in the Kadabra. Oh, so it's, it's the same problem as fucking Magikarp. Yes, it is. Except Magikarps are easy to catch. Whereas Abras teleport yeah. away if you don't catch them right away. But you have to wh- just throw a Pokeball first move and halt. Yeah, but once catch. once you evolve one into a Kadabra, you've got a fucking you've got like you know when you do like a tug of war and you take your strongest member of your team and put them at the back of the line. That was mm-hmm. always my Kadabra. I was like, if things oh, ever get hairy, I could always turn to my my old ace in the hole. Um, and then my sixth spot, I would rotate in and out. So a Fire guy, a Magikarp that would obviously evolve into a Gyarados, Gyarados, however you say it. Uh, a Rock Pokemon, a Kadabra, and then my starter. And then whatever my sixth one would be. So uh, I will I will shut the fuck up because I know I'm talking a lot. Uh, did you have a Did you have a set rotation you'd roll most of the time? Uh, there's a couple like Bulbasaur, and then as soon as I can catch a Spearow, I get a Spearow. And screw Pidgey, Spearow is better. That's a hot take. I, I, I mean, Spearow's cooler, but I always I always had a Pidgey first, so I always kept my Pidgey. Well, I always caught my Pidgey, but then as soon as I got a Spearow, Pidgey just gets kicked Aww. the fuck off my team. More Pidgey yeah, and. Cause, cause Feral's way more badass than a Pidgey. Sure he is, yeah. But I just, yeah. All right, Pidgey's got better hair. But all right, go ahead. And, I'm and, sorry. and you, Pidgey. and you got to run a flying Pokemon to use fly come come mid game. So you can hop around the map. That that sucked in a sense, but it, so I, I would run usually 
Bulbasaur or Squirtle, depending which which time I was playing, at which time I was playing. And then, you know, again, Kadabra is always your, always your go-to because he's arguably he's the first psychic Pokemon you get. And by the time you get to later psychic Pokemon, your, your Kadabra, most of the time, most people only had a Kadabra. Yeah. Is, is it worth trying to train up something else? Yeah. Plus, like, not really. As stupid as it sounds, you kind of get attached to them, too. <laughs> like, you really, like, as oh, yeah. you, you do. You're like, ah, man. Kadabra's seen me through so many tough times. I can't get rid of you now. So, all right. Yeah. And then for my ground, I would run a Geodude or Graveler for the first bit until I found a Rhyhorn. Okay. And then it's Rhyhorn all the way. Got it. Because, again, you got to trade to get your ride on. And never, I didn't have it, you know, as half the time I was playing it either on uh, a Game Boy by myself. And I wasn't allowed to trade because that would create a save. Yeah. Or I'm playing on a ROM and I can't trade anyways. So, yeah. Yeah. And then from there, it was just kind of switching in and out what the rest to fine tune for a gym I'm in or things like that. Hitmonchan was always a a favorite because you could put Ice Punch, Fire Punch, and uh, Thunder Punch on him. Okay. So he could cover multiple uh, different uh, typings for you. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I know a couple other favorites of mine were like, I usually would, um, I like to have a ghost Pokemon in my party when I could, like I'd usually mm-hmm. catch like a, I, I'm a huge Haunter fan. I just think Haunter well, looks you, so you, fucking You need cool. him for the psychic gym. You yeah. have to have him for the Gotta. psychic gym. Plus he just looks fucking, I just think he's so cool. Like Gasly fucking sucks, but Haunter looks so fucking badass. Um, just, never, just again, if you couldn't trade, you couldn't get a Gengar. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. And then sometimes I would carry, uh, a dragon Pokemon. Especially near the end of the game, because they're you know they're kind of beasts. Um, well, just it, but the thing is, with Tratini, it was so hard. It took so long to get Tratini to to, to evolve into Dragonite. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. And was, I think it was like level fifty four or something. Yeah, it was something high. Dragonair yeah. becomes Dragonite. And then the oh. only, the only other one I think is um, as a kid, I used to like to carry a Butterfree because I'd get confusion with the Butterfree. Like so, I was like an early psychic attack. But yeah. same thing. Once I got my hands on a Kadabra, then I was like, ah, I fucking like you, Butterfree, but like, you're, you don't you're, really need him anymore. Yeah, we're you're, we're yeah. sending you down, buddy. You're benched. Um, mm-hmm. And then I just want to shout out one other Pokemon that I love. I never carried him on my team. I never found him particularly useful, but I'm a huge fan of Onyx. I think Onyx is like the most badass oh, looking great fucking, Pokemon. Like this giant rock snake. Like, I mean, I'm, frankly, it, I, it, I think it's a little it bit. It doesn't fr- make any sense, though. Because, like, the boulders roll, if you watch the cartoons and the games, the boulders roll around each other, so there's no real, like, connection to the yeah, boulders. Yeah. So there's, there's well, like, electromagnetism. What is holding this thing together? And I just love the idea that you could, like, throw out, like, an onyx to go up against, like, a fucking, like, a fucking... Pikachu? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Just crush or, a little Or shit. no, but, like, no, no, but, like, even something like, like, a fucking, like, a, 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 a fuck, I don't know, like, a bug Pokemon, like a fucking Paris or something. And you fucking throw yeah. out like this onyx, and it's like the onyx is just gonna squish it. But then they have like an actual fight. I just like I never used onyx because I I actually thought like they kind of suck as far as like using them. I just always thought it was like one of the even in the cartoon. I'm pretty sure Brock had an onyx, and I was yeah, all yeah, and I was always a fan and of just somehow and design. somehow Ash's Pikachu beats them. Yeah, fuck Damn it. it, fucking Pikachu. Pikachu's the fucking Tom Brady of Pokemon. I fucking hate him. Uh. Trying to think if there's any other ones. I try to think if there's any other ones that I, I really like before we get into the ones that we hate. 
Is there any other Pokemon that you're like, I'm a big fan of that one? Like, oh, sorry. I I, I am going to, I promise I'm going to shut up in a second. But uh, I just have to shout out Magikarp because I always talk about like Bulbasaur is my favorite starter, but Magikarp will always be my favorite Pokemon just because oh, it's, yeah. it's like, He's I feel awesome. like, I feel like I'm a little bit Magikarp. My eyes go in different directions and I'm pretty useless in a fight. Um, but like the lovable loser, but then like when the, when the magic carp finally evolves, it turns into like this, it's, it's the ugly duckling and it turns into this fucking giant fucking flying water dragon thing. That's just like, you know, Gyarados, Gyarados, however you want to say it. That's just like the coolest yeah. looking fucking Pokemon of the world. They're like, to me, magic carp is like the ultimate redemption story in Pokemon always will be my favorite. Always. Also fuck Goldeen. Just like Goldeen is like Reggie and Magikarp is like Archie. Goldeen fucking sucks. Uh, what about you? Yeah. Is there any other, before we get into the ones we hate, are there other Pokemon that like maybe you don't have in your team, but that you're like partial to that you like? Scyther. I always thought like just a badass looking Pokemon. Yeah. Scyther looks like a Mega Man boss. He does. I always thought that Scyther looked like a, a it could be a Mega Man robot master. Yeah, he's just, he's just a big badass with these scythes on his arm, and it's like, and then come Gen two, you get Scyther. Like, I I like the look of him, but he gets clamps instead of scythes. I'm like, no, 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 yeah, no, no, it needs no. scythes. Yeah, Scyther's yeah. just badass as hell. Agreed. And then just just a weird fascination I have with Magnemite. Okay. And that just thinking about Magnemite, it's like if you if in reality you'd have like to evolve them, you'd pretty much just, just get like three Magnemite and like stick them together. Then how much hell is it for those three Magnemites to have to be stuck together for the rest of their life? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no shit, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's fair. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. So if those are the ones you like, uh, I'll yeah. I'll let you go first this time because I I never shut the fuck up. Are there any Are there any Gen One Pokemon that you just hate? Be, maybe uh, oh sorry sorry uh, one more i gotta shout out meowth and i don't think oh, yeah. well, i cartoon cartoon right yeah i i like because yeah. i had pokemon blue meowth wasn't even in it i wouldn't have given a flying fuck about meowth had it not been for the cartoon but the cartoon yeah. made meowth like one of my favorites he's awesome oh yeah so. he, he he was always funny it was but it's like then you play you have him in game you're like this this isn't quite as good yeah no because he <laughs> doesn't talk and without the talking you're like now you're yeah. just a stupid cat so, uh, all right. The the ball is in your court. Are there any Pokemon you hate? Okay, first up, Zubat. Of course. Yeah. I, I, dude, I don't think I, who, if somebody says they like Zubat, they like pulling wings off slots. Yeah, yeah. If you ran a poll, I would wonder, if you ran a poll of Pokemon fans and asked them who their least favorite Pokemon of the original 150 are, Zubat would have to be near the bottom. It has to be. Yeah. He even came up in, like, the worst enemies lists on our episode of Expansion Pass. Like, people hate Zubat that much. Oh, he, 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 it's like you go into a cave and it's, it's like, it's rock tunnel, right? Yeah. So you're thinking, oh, rock and ground Pokemon. Zubat, 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 Geodude. Zubat, 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 Onyx. Zubat, 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 Geodude. Yeah, Zubat, yeah. It's just like, oh, I hated, yeah. I hated Zubat so much. It was so, so exciting to much. just find anything in that cave that wasn't a Zubat. You didn't even care yeah. what it was. You were just like, holy shit, somebody else. Because once you catch one, you don't ever need to see it again. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Ugh. And then Radita. Like, just, like, his evolution is is awesome in Raticate because it's like a big, giant rat, a mouse, like, just with giant fangs. But, yeah. like, Radita is just so stupid. Yeah. I mean, like, oh. I don't I don't hate Radita. 
I just feel bad for for them because they're kind of like the above ground Zubat. Like yeah, they're just everywhere. It, and you're right. Like once they evolve, they get kind of powerful, but they're just kind of like, they're just there. You're like, just kind of, Rattata is just, super goddamn lame that's the thing about playing pokemon is like when you're walking through like the the bush or whatever like the deep grass every time that little battle animation triggers it like it's that it's that momentary sense of anticipation like opening a fucking kinder egg and you're just like oh fuck what is it and then sometimes you get something new and exciting and you're like oh and then sometimes it's zubat or fucking radica and you're like oh. you're like <sighs> yeah yeah i get it i understand yeah and, and one other one it just it he he's a favorite in further generations is ditto now the thing about ditto is your first move is always transform yeah so if you're facing somebody who's strong enough you're gonna get just smacked in the first move don't get me wrong he picks up your typing so but the thing is he copies the pokemon there so it's like you're not gonna get a typing advantage and breeding didn't exist in Generation 1, so he's not useful in that sense. Right. So he's kind of a pointless Pokemon to me personally. That's fair. I mean, I thought he was a cool idea. I never used him. Cool idea, but like in coming like in Gen 2 when you brought in the daycare center and like you expand the daycare center and have two Pokemon in breeding, yeah, the Ditto is awesome because you just find a Ditto, drop them in your daycare center, and then you just put whatever you want if you want to breed another ver another one. Yeah, all right. I can, I can, I can get on board with that. Ditto becomes like an invaluable Pokemon in Generation Two, but in Generation One, he's just okay. You transform to the first one in this party. Yeah, he's just kind of a gimmick. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, that's fair. I'm trying to think. Like, I'm looking at the like the um, a, a sheet of the 150 original Pokemon, and um, honestly, like, I've already made my feelings on Pikachu well known. I'm not a Pikachu <laughs> fan. Um. Ugh. Oh, you know who I hate? I hate even more than Pikachu, Jigglypuff. And maybe that's not a popular take, but, like, I hated him in the cartoon. I hate him in Smash Brothers. I hate his face. He's the Martin Prince of Pokemon. I hate him and, and so his, much. And his, evol his evolution looks so much even worse. It does. Wigglytuff? You know what would make Jigglypuff fucking, like, okay in my book? Is if Wigglytuff... Like when like a like it went like Magikarp evolution like it went complete 180 and turned him into this just like badass look like you know what I would have designed Wigglytuff as it Wiggly would have been like it, I would have made him like a fucking like uh fuck what were they called did you ever read the uh fuck what's the book uh it has like Pony Boy the Outsiders oh 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 oh, oh, oh. yeah the Outsiders yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would have made Wigglytuff look like like an outsider style like like tough like slick back hair with like the fucking t-shirt with the rolled up sleeves and like the leather jacket and then instead of like singing lullabies like Jigglypuff does he sing like he snaps his fingers like I would have made him into like then it would have been okay but instead he's just like a crappier Jigglypuff I fucking hate Jigglypuff goes from turd to bigger turd yeah so I I hate Jigglypuff I don't really like Pikachu I agree with you 100% Zubat uh, Zubat is the fucking Mark McHugh of Pokemon. The, the only, I'll say this to Pikachu. The only saving grace for Pikachu is that you can get a Raichu. Sure. And Raichu's but, actually cool. Ah, fuck, I guess. Right, yeah, all right. Raichu just looks like fucking Pikachu's big brother, but I guess that's what an evolution is. But he's his big brother that beats him up constantly. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other ones I, I fucking hate. Like, that's... Those are really the ones that I, yeah, I can't. Oh, and Goldeen. Goldeen is just like, 
Because again, Goldine to me just feels like the the pretty girl that makes fun of Magikarp. And I'm just like, you yeah. fucking wait till Magikarp fucking goes Incredible Hulk on your ass. And then you'll fucking yep. know what's up. So, but like, I, I gotta say, dude, like, and I want to talk about other aspects of the game instead of just our favorite Pokemon. But like, I'm just <laughs> looking at this chart of 150 right now. And it's just like the fucking, the, the, the charm and the nostalgia and everything that just comes with just looking at this sheet of 150 Pokemon uh, is just like, and I know 150, whatever. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's just nostalgia overload. It's really fucking cool, man. This has me yeah. chosen to play Pokemon red and blue again. Um, I really want to once I'm done Arceus. Yeah, I don't know when I ever will, but I fucking want to. Um, one thing you brought up that I wanted to, to and this, I don't think this is going to be a popular take. Uh, one of the reasons that I like Pokemon Red and Blue more than more recent Pokemon games is um, I, I like the lack of breeding and the lack of the shinies. And I like that there's no tag team fights and uh, like two against twos. And I like that you can't give them items to hold i don't think you could in red and blue i don't remember but i don't think you could like you don't have to worry about that you you no you use like potions and stuff on them but they don't yeah like i like i know that i'm I'm probably in the minority on that take and i wouldn't like criticize you if you prefer it though as it's gotten more complex but one of the things i loved about pokemon red and blue was the simplicity of it i didn't want to deal with the breeding and stuff like that i just liked building my team and going and playing that maybe that's just me I, I I understand. Like me personally, I like I, I like uh, how it's evolved and the bre- breeding to an extent. I don't breed for perfect IVs. I just breed to just to you know if I get a, find an EV, just throw them in my daycare to have them breed with a ditto so I can get all the evolutions, right? Things like that. But like I I, I like how it's expanded. You can use different items, but the simpl- simplicity of going back and playing generation one every now and again, just the simplicity of it is very nice. It's yeah. It's like, like to me, maybe this isn't the most perfect analogy in the world, but like, you know, when you look at like, 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 uh, uh, NHL, you look at NHL 22 and, or FIFA mm-hmm. or whatever your favorite MLB, the show, whatever your favorite sports game today. That's like, it is so hardcore simulation based. And like, and there's definitely a market for that. These games are uber successful and everything, but like, there's mm-hmm. something to be said for ice hockey on the NES in all of its simplicity. Or even, or even like to me, like I think about yeah, NHL 22. I think about NHL 99. Right. Yes, it was too simulation to a point, but it was it was still like not. It wasn't like hardcore simulation like it is now. Yeah, and that's like when I look at Pokemon Red and Blue, I look at it as like yeah, like it's NHL 94. To fucking yeah, Pokemon Sword and Shields NHL 2000 and like or I'm part of me 2000 or NHL 20 whatever like and, yeah. and again like there's there's a there's a time and a place for both and in some franchises in some games I prefer a deeper more complex version and in other games and franchises I like the the less is more type model and when it comes to Pokemon call me old fashioned call me out of touch all those things I probably am all those things I liked it when it was less and more I just liked I have my team and I've got my bank and that's it and there's you know what I, like I, I, maybe that's just me I, I liked it I liked it simple the the combat I will say that like the combat in this game is too easy and I don't know if that's even a fair criticism to throw at Pokemon because I don't think they're trying to be the deepest game in the world but I will always no. say this man like god I wish Pokemon came with like a hard mode where the yeah, AI just played a little like, strategy, strategically. One thing I wish, like, yeah, for hard mode, like, being that it literally tells you every turn what the, po- the trainer is going to bring out this next Pokemon, 
and does it and it gives you the option to switch yours out. Right. Now, take that away first it, in a hard mode. You know what I mean? Cause you, so you don't know what the trainer's coming out with next. And a trainer that uses, like, when you get those ones where it's just like they constantly use growl or leer, yes, they're lowering your stats, but they never actually attack you. Yeah, like, I have to assume, like, I don't know, but I assume the way that they pick their attacks, by and large, is just like a random number generator. And they just randomly pick one of their four, like, moves or whatever. And, like, the only time the game becomes challenging is maybe the gym leaders. Sure. And then the elite four. And to and me, if you aren't, and that's if you haven't overtrained, if you overtrained and brought your Pokemon up to like level 100 by the time you get to the elite four, well, you're going to crush the elite four no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just, like, listen, like, I, I, some will say that's not a fair criticism because it's Pokemon, and I get it. And I, it's yeah. not even, I don't even necessarily mean it as like a, a criticism per se. I just mean that, like, if we can build fucking computers that can outsmart anyone in the like the best chess players on the planet and beat them at chess, I can't be convinced that like we couldn't develop an AI for Pokemon to just make them play a little bit more strategically. And I just again, like I'm fine with how simple and easy the game is, but like I wish there was just a hard mode or maybe like a new game plus or something where you could go yeah. through and like the 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 computer the the computer controlled characters would just play you a little bit more difficult. And listen, I know before anyone comes at me, you can uh, artificially increase the the difficulty by playing like the Nuzlocke challenge or all those types of things. I get all that. I still wish that you could make the computer play or like even weaknesses like a level against scaling. Weaknesses. Like level scaling. Sure. Like so it, as you level your Pokémon up, say you level your po your Pokémon like say say you go to gym one and your your onyx is level twelve, right? I think it's level twelve or something like that. And you like if you're smart, if you don't, if you're smart, you bring make sure your Pokemon up at level sixteen or seventeen, right? So that right. when you hit your super effective move, it kills it in one shot, like things like that, right? Yeah. Um, Where maybe a level scaling system that if you got your Pokemon to level sixteen, maybe all theirs are around level fifteen, sixteen. Just like a level scaling would make a bigger challenge in that game. Yeah, I agree. Because then you're always fighting something, maybe not the wild Pokemon, but at least the trainers and stuff. And like, and like, yeah. I, I don't even like, to be honest with you, like, I'm, it's even, it's less about like Pokemon Red and Blue having that. Cause I get this was like the first entries in the series and all that kind of stuff. I just, like, maybe even in future iterations. Like, I played Pokemon Sword and Shield a couple years ago and I really liked those games, but mm -hmm. I just was like, we still haven't gotten to the point where the computer will like really play strategically if you want them to. Like that's Look, all I'm asking is I just wish that they would do a little bit more. Alone in Sword and Shield, he was the biggest turd rival to ever in any game. Yeah, and he's annoying and he sucks. Annoying, um, he sucked, and he never just it, it. It always seems very easy every time you fought him. Yeah. So, like, uh, listen, before you yell at me, like, it's not... I'm not even criticizing these games. I just wish that by now it had gotten a little bit deeper. Frankly, like, I think there's something... I look at Pokemon Red and Blue much in the same way I look at Super Mario Brothers or Super Mario World in the sense of, like, I could beat these games almost with my eyes closed, but it's kind of like it's a it's comfort food. Like, it's junk... It's not junk food. That's disrespect. I don't mean it that way. It's comfort food. Like, it's relaxing. I know I'm not going to yeah. lose. I can just space out. I can experiment with different teams and fuck around and... Um, I, like I'll never get bored of, I've played Pokemon red and blue a few times now. I'm like, it's been a long time since I played them and God, I wish that Nintendo would fucking, I know that so, there's let's so go you, Pikachu and Eevee, but like, I wish they were on the eShop just as they were originally. 
So you're saying you you you, you want to space out and, and try new teams, right? Yeah. So when's the time you choose Charmander? You know what? I'll we'll put it in ink. We'll put it in ink. The next time I play Pokemon Red or Blue, I'll start with Charmander. I'll call my shot. I'll I'll fucking I'll I'll call I will I will I'll start with Charmander. Or you know what? No. The next time I play a Gen 1 Pokemon game, I'll play Pokemon Yellow. I'll go oh. with uh, there you go. I'll live I'll fucking go. live I'll live on the edge. But like and like to get back to it, like if I've sounded at all like I'm critical of this game, like I I if you ask me to sit down and write a list of pros and cons for Pokemon Red and Blue, like I don't know if I could put three cons down. Like I just I, I'm sure part of it is nostalgia. Um, but at the same time, like that combination of nostalgia mixed with the charm of this game, mixed with just how much fun this game is. Like I, I fucking adore this game. It, 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 there's a lot of grinding to this game where future generations have created, have taken some of the grinding out mm -hmm. in like having the EXP alls and things like that. Mm -hmm. But m maybe it's the grinding, but even then it's, it, it's fun. They like, it's still fun. It is. And I like the sense of accomplishment of like, part. you know, plugging your Abra or your Magikarp or your fucking whatever uh, at the front of your party so that every time yeah. you go into a fight, they just get a couple XP and then you pull them out and throw someone in to actually do the dirty work. Yeah. When they finally I evolve, like that, that feeling is akin to the feeling when you're a kid and you like shovel driveways to save up money to buy something. And we're back. Yeah, sorry about that, everybody. We had to edit something out there. Um, a couple more things I wanted to touch Adam on. Adam said something very, very bad. Yeah, don't say that because everyone would be like, what did you say? Joking. Um, joking. I'm yeah, totally no, you, joking. You got to pay for my OnlyFans. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay, I, I, while, you were, while we were doing that, though, I wrote down a couple more points I wanted to touch on. Number one, just before I get yelled at by everybody, I'm fully aware that there's technically 151 Pokemon. Mew exists. Mew fucking sucks. No, nah, no, nah, nah, it's 150. Yeah. Mew is only available through, was only available through going to, you literally had to go to an event. Yeah, I just don't want to get, get screamed him put at. On your poke, get him put on your cartridge. And he sucks. No, he, yeah. he's not. He's technically one fifty one, but there's only hundred and fifty Pokemon in the game. Yeah, and Mewtwo is fucking better in every way, anyways. So shut up. Oh, by far. Um. Okay. A couple quick things I want to actually. Okay. Well, the Mewtwo is one of the things I had written down. I just have to say I forgot to bring Mewtwo up. I never used. <laughs> Mewtwo in the game because obviously you don't catch him until the post game after you've beaten the Elite Four and everything like that. But like I wouldn't yeah. like I feel bad for and I guarantee you there are kids listening to this that did it. Every kid out there that burned their one Master Ball on a Pokemon that wasn't the Mewtwo. Oh um, look a Zubat. Yeah, Master Ball. I just my heart goes out to you because like I'm sure kids oh. did that and like I I have you ever caught a Mewtwo without using the Master Ball? It. Uh. You have to like okay. There, it's possible. I don't I, think I ever have. I was gonna ask that. I didn't possible. know if it was possible or not. Well, no, because you you gotta use like hypnosis and like like you gotta put like hit him with like you gotta like put him to sleep. But you have to like use like bring use moves. I don't think false swipe existed until yeah. That doesn't come into I think till second generation. I can't be sure. Okay. Because false swipe is a move that you, you use, but it can it it'll no matter what leave a Pokemon with one HP left. Okay. It, but like I know I don't know if that came in generation one or not, but it's you have to bring it down to as low a health as you can, put it to sleep or like paralyze it or like something like that. Putting it to sleep is your best option, and then hopefully throw an ultra ball and catch it. Uh, I just can't imagine like I that was like I always and I and like thank fuck I had the player's guide as a kid because it told me like hey 
when you get that master ball, you keep it for Save this it. guy. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, but then I would catch him, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, false I... swipe was Gen 2. So, yeah, you couldn't even use false swipe in this one. Okay. But it was funny, though, because like, I'd catch him, and I'd be like, wow, I got a Mewtwo. Look at it. And then I'd be like, well, I'm not going to use it. I just got it. Like, I'm like, I don't want like, I don't, I, you can't evolve. Really, I don't need by you. the time you get to Mewtwo, I think it was like probably what, like level 70 ish area you're catching it at. And your Pokemon are pro, like, you're out, your Kadabra, or if you, you know, traded with your brother and got your Alakaz, got an Alakazam out of it. Yeah. You're, 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 you're Kadabra, or your, your second Pokemon's probably. A good ten plus levels higher than it, anyways. So. Yeah, yeah. I just like I don't know. I I think it's awesome. Like I love that storyline, like like of the Mewtwo backstory and everything. And like you have to catch oh, it, but then it was like yeah. you don't really do anything with it once you catch it. That's all. Um, yeah, you just catch it and you're like, well, I, I, I went to Sterling Cave. I caught the legendary, the fourth legendary in the game. Yeah. All right, I'm done. And I also can't imagine like if you had accidentally burned your Master Ball already, so then you like stock up as many Ultra Balls as you can on buy. One of the birds. Yeah, like the or legendary birds. Well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you go and you stock up on Ultra Balls and you go to Mewtwo and you get them right down to that very nitty gritty and then accidentally knock them out. Like I can't even. I'd be like, I'd rage quit. Like I mean, or, I guess you have to reload. If you've a save, been hitting but... them for a certain amount every move, and then you hit them for a move that should be bringing them down to the last little bit, and then it critical hits them and kills yes. them. Oh. oh, like I mean, I, I, I mean, I know you could load a save, but like, yeah, I'd rage quit. I'd be mad. Um, oh, I, I would hate myself. So I wanted to bring Mewtwo up. I wanted to bring up Team Rocket just quickly, uh, because I've played a couple of Pokemon games since with other bad teams and fucking whatever. And like, again, oh, Rocket, it's still Rocket, of course. And like, without question, it has to be chalked up to the cartoon. And I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Like to me, the best part of the cartoon in the series will Jesse always James. be Jesse James and Mewtwo. Like yeah. it's fucking Team Rocket, or part of me, Meowth. Part of me, Meowth. Um, they get a Mewtwo. Yeah, but like I, I love Team Rocket. I'll always have a soft spot for Team. Like I think the name oh, is cool. Yeah, I think they look well, cool. And, and and the cool thing about Yellow is they actually the Yellow has Jesse and James in it. Oh, that's is that right? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, because because Yellow was came out like a couple, year or two after Red and Blue, and the cartoon was already airing. So they edited in a, some of the Rocket people you fight were Jesse and James. That's fucking sick. Do they have their actual yeah. Pokemon from the cartoon too? They have Ekans, uh, Victory Bell, oh, a couple others. I can't remember, I, but yeah. I love Jesse and James so much. Oh, oh yeah. God, I love Team Rocket. Um, so yeah, I wanted to bring up Team Rocket quickly. And then the final thing, and then if there's anything else I've forgotten that you want to bring up, by all means. But the other thing I wanted to shout out was just, uh, I never really used most of the Pokemon I caught in there, but I spent like an ungodly amount of time as a kid uh, in the Safari Zone like oh yeah so much time well, it's, and the it, only, it's the only way you can get scyther right like i oh yeah that's right is it i guess yeah it would be but like what yeah. i found exciting about it was like most like it was always exciting when you found a new area in the game because you'd find new pokemon like in the grass and stuff mm -hmm. like that which was always neat but like to go to the safari zone and know that just like oh there's a whole bunch of like it's just such a crapshoot I like, think there was like four zones or something in it yeah but like you only had 500 steps and that's right. Like, that's where you. That's where you find surf is in the safari zone. Right. Right. And you right. have to do it strategically because it's on the far end of the safari zone to get surf. So you had to strategically. You couldn't waste your steps get going getting surf. And then same thing for the gold teeth for the warden. I think are in there. That uh, just it's a requirement to keep moving in the game. Right. But like you have to strategically use your steps in there I to get the items. I just loved going back there, like in, like in the end game and stuff like like I remember like. 
back in the day, like I would put on like a, a, a CD or something that ages me, but I would put on like, I would put on like some music <laughs> and I would just sit in my room and just grind around the safari zone. And every single time that battle animation queued up, you were like, it could be a brand new, like, what is it? You know what I, like, I loved that. Cause like yeah. you would experience that out, out in the regular areas, but only to a certain extent, you know? And then you'd be like, all right, I've seen everything that this area has to offer. But I just, I, I just, I fucking, I just, I had to shout it out. Cause like, that's my favorite part of the game is walking around in the safari zone. I fucking loved it in there. Loved well, they had, it, 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 cause it was different. You know what I mean? Yes. It yes. was, it was different. Um, oh, you, I'm just looking. I'm looking at the Pokemon there, and like you got Execute in there. By the way, shout out Ch- to Execute. Ch- Chansey's in there too. Chansey kind yeah. of sucks. And P- uh, Pinsir and Scyther in there, ver- red versus blue. Like Pinsir was blue, Scyther was red. Ugh. Like but, you I, know. like I wonder if the reason they came up with the Safari Zone was because they were like they were designing the game and like we still have like all these Pokemon that we haven't figured out where to put them yet. So then they were oh, like, well, why don't we just... Catch, you could catch Stratini in there, too, with if you had the super rod. Right. But they're like, I That's wonder cool. if they were just like, let's just make up like a fucking pot of jambalaya in the middle of the game, and we'll just throw the rest of the Pokemon in there. But that's the most exciting part. Like, I, I think yeah, that... I love kinda, that place. it kind of is, yeah. Yeah, I love that part. Um, Yeah, so I, I'm trying to think, like... Oh, uh, remember we were talking about how there's next to nothing in this game to criticize? Actually, one thing I will criticize is fucking HMs are a pain in the ass. Oh, HM versus and then TMs on top of it all. I, I do like years later as now, like the games now, TMs don't like don't just disappear on you now. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then I love the fact that HMs are gone. Like HMs and TMs were just Ugh. like having to uh, like having to load up one of your ki- like you either had to get like a, a like I actually have a laptop. That is like my, I bought it for like 150 bucks, brand new. It's the crappiest laptop you've ever seen. And I'll be honest with you guys, all I use it for are ROMs. Um, because I'm like, if it gets it for. if it gets viruses and shit on it, I'm like, it has none of my information. I don't really care. Like, you know what I mean? Like, fuck it right up. And like, I know a lot of people would play Pokemon and they'd pick like a dud and just fill them up with the HMs that they could use to get through bushes and, you know, do shit like that, stuff like that. Yeah, you're, like, you're HM slave, yeah. It was just such a fucking pain in the ass mechanic that I just, like, if I have a criticism, it's that. I'm like, why put this in here? Like, I get that you had to find ways to like lock future areas so you couldn't go too far too fast, but you couldn't come up with a better way to do it than fucking this pain in the, especially because like, if I'm not mistaken, once you taught uh, a Pokemon an HM, like you couldn't get rid of it, um, which would just fuck everything. Yeah. I hated. I fucking hated it. Ah, pain in my fucking ass. There's your criticism. I found something. Fucking HMs. I hate them. I fucking hate them. But yeah, HMs were not annoying to deal with, and then the TMs you can only use them once. I was like, yeah, they didn't bother me quite as much because it was like a reward, you know. Like I didn't even use most of my TMs, like. But the HM yeah. thing fucking drove me up the wall. Um, man, it, it, it forced you to keep a flying Pokemon in your party. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it forced those things. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, just fucking pain in my ass. But other than that, like I, I mean, I'm sure I'm gonna get hate mail because we forgot to mention. Like, oh, I love Eevee, and you guys didn't mention Eevee. Eevee's overrated. Shut up. Um, I, I, I liked Eevee. Like, I'm, gonna, I I'm gonna hear the, about that. They had multiple evolutions. I did like that, but it's. I'm not anti Eevee. I'm Joe. I'm just speaking out of hurt. I'm not anti Eevee. My, my favorite evolutions are from uh, Gen 2 in Umbreon and Espeon, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, Eevee's 
is what it is. It's fine. Although, like, no, no, I'm not gonna go down. That's Evie's fine. Um, but like, other than that, like, I just outside of like the a couple of minor criticisms, like, I just, God, just love this. Like, this game just is my childhood. It's so many of our childhoods, and it obviously mm-hmm. launched like one of the biggest franchises ever. Um, arguably the biggest franchise. Like, I'll I'll die on the hill that like to me this game is Super Mario Brothers. Like, it's that important. Like, I I like it, like. It, it's- you got to think it's it's a, it's a game that's like yes a, there's a lot of friends but it's a game that's spawned what now 96 to 2022 yeah and it, it's one of the most purchased game franchises there is yeah yeah it's one of the most money making franchises i think it anything. i think it is like if i'm not mistaken board, i think it is like the like biggest the, board, the highest earning movies, ever yeah between movies television toys cards video games and Dude, all the other plethora of things that pokemon, pokemon go pokemon go alone like yeah, look look at what go spawn go spawn so many clones of of that game you had the jurassic park ones you had so many other ones you had the harry potter one but so many people clone that because of the popularity of go so i'm looking i'm looking at a list right now as of january 2021 pokemon is the highest earning revenue wise uh franchise in any form of media in the world, it's earned over a hundred billion U.S. dollars as of January of last me. year, and then number two is Hello me. Kitty. Uh, but a, a little bit of surprise, but again, but like yeah, when you like you said when you Hello fa- Kitty's been around even longer, right? Oh, so. way longer. But when you factor in all yeah. the different like, it's not just like you said, it's not just the games, it's the movies, the TV shows, the cards, Pokemon Go, toys, blah 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 blah. Yep. Then you factor in the fact, again, getting back to the CD underbelly of Pokemon, the fact that they don't just sell you one copy, but they always seem to find a way to sell you at least two, and on and yep. on and on, and it's just like. I, but the thing about it is, like, I don't hate it for that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I, I just, how, I don't understand how anybody could hate this franchise. If you hate certain games in the franchise, or you hate certain Pokemon in the franchise, sure, but like. It's just, it's Pokemon. It's like, to me, like the Mount Everest of like game, like I, like Super Mario Brothers is there. Um, maybe not a popular take, but based on what it did for first person shooters on consoles, I would argue that like Halo is on like that level, like the first Halo combat evolved. Um, yeah, I, and, like, I, I, I would agree with that because like Halo came out roughly around the same time like Call of Duty did, right? I think a little bit before, but, but, like, but like Halo was the was the grandfather, like or the it's it's yeah. There's just and there's, there's Pokemon certain did the same thing. Yeah, there's games that have just changed the the industry forever, and Pokemon oh, Red and Blue Mario are, are for there. The platformer Pokemon for the RPG. It's just it so made, big. It, 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 Pokemon made like yes, RPGs existed. We Final Fantasy came out the first one in what eighty seven. You had Dragon Warrior things like that, but like f- Pokemon was the game that made the RPG. Like, they gave everybody the ability to finally experience and enjoy an RPG. Yeah. And putting not it... not everybody could grind through it, would can do the grind of a Final Fantasy yeah. or an Earthbound. It, and then putting it on I the Game that. Boy. Like, to put it on the Game Boy, was, as opposed to oh. making it like a Super Nintendo game, was just genius. Like, it's... I don't care. Like, listen, you all know how much I love Tetris. And I think Link's Awakening is great. And I love some of the Mario Land games. But, like, Pokemon Red and Blue are the defining titles of the original Game Boy. Like, they are the best games on the original Game Boy. It's them and Tetris. Those are the two defining games of the Game Boy. No question. I love it. Love it. Yeah. 
So I guess the yeah, easy it, the, the easy way to score these is out of 150. Fuck you, we're not doing 151. Fuck you. No, um, 150. One, so out of 150, 150. Uh, the ball is in your court. If you were to score Pokemon Red and Blue out of 150, what would you score it? I'm going 146. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's 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 taking one away for Pikachu because he's a turd. <laughs> Taking one away for Jigglypuff because he's another turd. <laughs> Wait, fucking Jigglypuff. Um, Jigglypuff so much. Yeah, like, but you're not wrong. Like, I was really tempted to give this game the elusive perfect score. I'm not going to because the HMs irritate me. But like, it's in that like 145, 147. Like, it's it's practically perfect. Like, I yeah, I adore this fucking, and I don't even like RPGs that much. And I fucking adore this fucking game. I, like, these two games. I, Pokemon Red and Blue. I'm praying. Like, Nintendo, I know you're listening to this. Like, for the love of fuck, I know we got Let's Go and all that kind of stuff. But, like, just take Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow and put them on the eShop. Ten bucks. I would, I'll buy them. I would them. pay for that. Me too. I would, like, give me, just give me, even if you're going to charge me 40 or 50 bucks for Red, I would pay it. Like, I don't know if I'd pay the $80 price tag for that game but like 40 bucks if you put online like put online trading in it yeah just, and yeah, online and i'd be good it, it, like instead of yeah instead of link cable the, just trade online the thing is is everybody is want like people that want game boy games on the switch like you like if you release game not game boy color not game boy advance if you take game boy games and put them on the switch online and don't include pokemon red and blue that library is fucking paper thin but why would they include pokemon red and blue when they know they can sell them to us like I, well, it's fact, a, and, like and the fact is, the fact that Nintendo would have to pay the Pokemon company and stuff, Niantic, uh, or Game Freak, sorry, a, a shit ton of money. Like I just, just put them on a fucking dude. Just literally, like, forget even Gen Two. I know people want Gen Two and stuff as well, but like, if you literally just took Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, added an online trading functionality, and threw them on the eShop for twenty bucks. People would like fucking. You'd make yeah. so much. Like, people like, yeah, you're just sitting on these games. Like, you know these games. Like when they put them on the 3ds for like five bucks each or whatever, they instantly became like the best selling games on the 3ds. Like well, just it, just in sell reality, them to us. If you took if you if you did it with, even if you use fire red and leaf green, yeah, at least it gives you that original way. Yeah, it's gonna have breeding and a couple other things added to it, but those games could be easily easily port like, i think easier ported to do online trading yeah than than the originals you'd have to do some recoding in the originals but it, it can be that hard no no i agree well all right well this is like i said at the beginning of this episode this is the second time we've recorded this episode so that makes it the third fucking time that i've talked pokemon red and blue on this show <laughs> um if you've got any hate mail if you're like oh you guys forgot to mention this this or this send it to at that candidate dude on social media not me and also please just remember you all know what remember the game is this is not a fucking history lesson this is just an idiot and his friends talking about our memories of video games and if that's i'm just i have great great fucking memories of these games i mm -hmm. adore pokemon red and blue and uh that yep. said i'm never doing a podcast about them again we've fucking done three that's enough so uh andre thank you for fucking your patience to have to record this twice and thank you for giving me a call i really appreciate it buddy <laughs> no problem man i'm happy to
And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Andre, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking Pokemon Red and Blue. And thank you even more for doing it fucking twice because we lost the first recording, motherfucking computers. Uh, and of course... A huge thank you to every single one of you for listening to the show right now. Whether this is your first Remember the Game or your 185th Remember the Game, I really do appreciate you very much. If you enjoyed the show, consider subscribing on the podcast service of your choice because then you can listen to all of them. Maybe leave us a nice review. Those always make me feel warm and fuzzy. I don't know what they do, but they feel nice. And if you're really like, man, I just really want to fucking do something nice for this guy whose voice cracks all the time that has trouble pronouncing big words, uh, you consider consider supporting us on the old Patreon box. It's only two bucks a month. And in exchange for that, you get two additional podcasts every week, including tomorrow's episode of Expansion Pass number 98, where I'm going to be reviewing Nobody Saves the World. Spoiler free. All kinds of good shit over there. You can join our Discord. You can write in to play, play one, remake one, erase one, and blowing in the cartridge and all that. You get a shout out, blah, blah, blah. It's awesome. Patreon.com slash remember the game. I'm also on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv and look for member the game over there. I hop on every Tuesday night and then just whenever else I can during the week. And, uh... I think that's it. I think I'm going to do some shout outs and get the fuck out of here. Uh, so we'll be back next week with episode 186. Truthfully, I don't know what game it's going to be about yet. I have a couple in the bank. I just haven't picked which one it's going to be. So there'll be an episode here about something. I don't know what the fuck it'll be. Uh, so thanks for listening, everybody. I really appreciate it. Go play some Pokemon and I will talk to you all again soon. Later. Cheers. Goodbye. Catch them all. Whatever the fuck I'm supposed to say. What do you say in Pokemon? Oh, you beat me like the fucking random people say when you come across them in the fields and then they try to fight you with two caterpies. And anyways, doesn't matter. See you guys later. Cheers. Goodbye. Remember the game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not produce all the content I churn out every week without all of your support. The following people are supporting us at the junior executive vice president level or higher at patreon.com slash remember the game. And I would like to thank them all personally by mispronouncing a bunch of their names. So a huge thank you to here we go. Dave, Makeshift, Malamani, Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre, Stupid Monkey, Michael Mathis, Joshua Shenfield, Jeffrey Mathis, Keegs and His Stupid Arrow, Handle, James Clark, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Slick, Rick, Doug Dorn, Charlie Madero, Scott V, Andrew Wright, Gary C, Kate Roberts, They Call Me Badger, Jordan, Fraser Burns, Lil Bunny, Fufu89, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Brandon O'Brien, Wyman Brooks, Scott Brooks, Leon K, Stitch, Aaron Lawson, Matt McLean, Brian Ransom, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, Nathan Tromblay, A Town, Andre SJ, Flash, Tom Kite, Geek Life Radio, Morgan, Zane Donovan, Adam J, Ryan Kinchin, Mike Maloney, Christopher Russell, very cool dude, G9PSX, Tim L, David Statter, <gasps> Silver Grunion, Raging Demon, Poops, Loomis, Dana Wucherall, that one kid, Nick, Mad Shibs, Mercury869, Derek Jane, Jesse Clark, MFELF, KFABE5150, TK, Tonky Kong, Wolfgang, Darian, Seriously, Ron P, Sam Wright, Andy Hudson, <sighs> Mega Man 2OG, Good A, Dane, Chris Coplin, GC Freak898, Doogie, Matt McLean, Pizza Power, Too Loud for the Crowd, Trevor Seven Oaks, Ryan McCowan, Paul Zoe, Wolf Magic 21, Johnny CCDC, Joel LeBlanc, Carmichael Nicholas, Squints, Tent Sparkster, Omega 88, Nathaniel Shelley, Explode Processing, Chowdy Loudy, Dan Wagner, Candido, K Cuz, S2 Vaughn, 5000, Titan 420, Jose E. Marco, Scarlet, Oprah's Iron Fist, Adam Farrow, Russell Aldridge, Chris Dory, Classic Crusade, Carth from KOTOR, Chance McCoy, Ham and Egger, Jeff Bergeron, Ian Watts, Joe Kirby, Captain N, Owen the Game, Fur Chuck, Game Nomad, Misi, Daniel, Astro Alpica, Stuber Garrick, Eden Awaits 1981, Tunable Power, Swanee, Tom Danks, John Woodruff, Inhuman Sumo, Chalupa Cabra, Rocker Dude, Mikey NL83, Just a Fish, Bega Lazino, Beetlejuice, 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 Noob Q, Scientific Wonder Penis, Beth Strife 89, Thermopolis, Liam, Denzalo, Spicy Mortician, Eric Chavinius, Holmes, Ryan Gibbons, Zach Shepard, Balsack, Teabagger, Chris Dickin, Jay Hampton, Dylan Flora, Jackson M, Matthew D'Amico, Daja 1K1T, Clayton Robertson, Frosty Feet 492, Brit O'Neill, all 
the good names were taken. Hulk Hogan's brother, Chris Larkin, Austin Cook, Kyle Shreve, Matthew Salmon, Elijah Burns, Nicholas Kulik, Ocelot of Woe, Stephen Parnell, Jolt Addict 21, Aaron Price, Meat on the Bone, Dakabai, Tomicus, Sean Dillinger, Punk Rock Geek, Justin Zabrocki, Frozen Interior, Ray San Wantongo, Brandon Basham, Zach Coiner, DBXJ, Ryan Shimmick, Jameer Williams, Jared Pierce, Steve Dalp, Glonecart, Gannon 144, Phil McCracken, Double D, Sid's Good Leg, Trav H, Mizuru, Teklin, Te- uh, Declan McGarry, I'm going to go okay. Nicholas Chaffee, David Marcus, Uris, Dr. Mario, Vaughn, Jordan Salm, Burnout, Doug Keeney, Kyle, 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 Scott Graham, Tyler, Brad Levron, Aaron Kedvis, Dissect That Film, Phil Lencher, Breadcrumb, Spencer Whitledge, Illegal Amigo 69, Ruben Elizald, Eric James, Tom Arkley, Thomas Childs, Big Sum 1, Sean Turner, Bill Kirby, Lucas Pico, Andrew Pritchard, Ben Paul, Junkyard Dog, Sean, Triforce Tony, Laces Out Dan, Jonathan Everidge, Adrian Mad Dog Counting, Brad Beardsley, Spaz or Not, Dabs All Day, William Main, C Spin, Thomas Smith, Chris Pynchon, Ian K, Laura Watermolen, Master of Magnet, Kyle Shrek, Mike Hawk, Tyler Smith, Rotten Potato, Leon Lashway, Nicola, Mako Revived, Munch Makuchi, DB Muppet, Leroy Westridge, Hunter Martin, Chris Sampson, Eric Scheib, Duke Nukem 2, Dark Squall, Say Something, Jerry Moulis, Brian Banks, David Carr, Joshua D. Clayton, Michael Matthews, Smitty, Incubus Luna, JB, Paul Burke, Kurt Edwards, Sonic Adventure 2 is the best game, Sean Ramos, and Galloping Gigolo. That's the best one ever so far by a fucking mile. Quick reminder that going into April, I'll be shouting out everyone at the senior executive vice president level or higher. Not trying to convince you to up your Patreons here just for a Patreon shout out. It's just this list is getting very, very long. But thank you all so much for the love. I hope I didn't fuck up too many of your names. And I'll talk to you all again later. Purple Monkey Dishwasher. (laughs) 